The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. November 29th, 2023. I am Atrial Pearl, and it's time to get in the weeds. Look who's back. Back again. Jeremy Lambert's back. Tell a friend. Hi, Jeremy. I was here on Monday. Yeah, but now you're now you're actually like back in the place that we're used to. Joel. Joel. Yeah. yeah. It's been it's been Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Five long days. Joel, five long days. It's been a trying five long days. I've had to deal with a lot of stuff in these five days, long drives, people who I didn't really want to see, but had to see and play nice with stuff that I watched that I didn't really want to watch, but had tonight had to watch to make appearances at. A lot of walking, a whole lot of walking, doing stuff I didn't really want to do. But after five long days, Joel, I only have two words for everybody. I'm home. I'm home, Joel. See? You can tell. I'm I'm literally I'm I'm back home after after five days. I'm home. That was beautiful. Thank it you. It was a mission statement. It was yeah. it was not not an ounce of uh, of disingenuity. It was very. In, in, that was a very, very honest, <clears throat> honest promo you just cut. Thank. It you. wasn't a promo. I, it's literally Joel. I'm I'm back home. I have not been home since since last Thursday, but to back now I am home. You know, Thursday last Thursday was Thanksgiving. I did that show from my home. I've not done a show from my house since now. So I'm I'm literally back home. Uh, you know, long long couple of days, long few days, long five days, but I'm home. I don't Would you consider yourself a changed man? Not really. I mean I I don't know what you're talking about. I'm literally just saying I'm home. Yeah, so am I though. I'm always home. Okay. I... No, I didn't I didn't change in like five days, you know, like it, it, I, it was a very long five days, but I'm still pretty much the same person I was five days ago. I don't feel like I've changed. I, maybe people on this show will, will will let us know. Like, do I seem different than I was five days ago? You know, as the show goes on, let us know. Let us know if, if I I've seem different than I was five days ago. Wife thinks I'm the same person. Kids think I'm the same person. They're excited to see me. You know, like... I feel like every everybody there, everybody here, everybody back home, they're all very excited to see me. Everyone playing nice, having a grand old time. And then as kids do, they're just like, oh, cool, Jeremy's back. Let me get back to my video games and stuff, Like, which I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. But no, I, I, what, else are, what else are we talking about here? I, I, I mean, you're just, you're home. I wanted to bring yeah. up the fact, yeah, that's your home. 
you're back under the roof that you typically sleep in. You're not, you know, spending your nights in a hotel with, with non, you know, with, with nobody. You're, you're yep, back home. Nobody. You're back That's home it. with your family. I was going to say non-family, but that because a hotel, like, you know, and, and then people get weird. And they're like, was he sharing a hotel? No, my point was that you weren't at home. You weren't with your family. You had five days, and now you are, as they say, home. I slept like shit these last couple of days in this hotel. There was a laundry room. Like, oh, sorry, I cursed four minutes in. See, four I'm definitely minutes. home. Like, look at yeah. this. You're, now you're just <laughs> fancy free. Uh, anyway. Uh, there was a laundry room right next to my hotel room. So like all night just heard the laundry. And then there was like banging around up upstairs above me. Like it, it not like, like banging, banging, like, you know, I could have like dealt with yeah, that. No, like good no on them at that banging. point. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like people like dropping stuff, like just slamming it on the ground. And so I was like, what are we doing uh, up there? Like, come on. So I slept awful. I slept great last night. Cause I was home, but the, the, past past couple of nights like man it sounded like they were like breaking some glass up up above me and stuff i don't know the real glass or anything but like it sounded like they were just breaking stuff yeah we should start putting a five minute time on the screen just to... <laughs> well, the thing is there's a little five minute thing in the court like i can see the time you can see it you just don't pay attention to it <laughs> no i don't, I don't. <laughs> i'm wearing uh, a, a plain white shirt as well joel in honor of your hero charles montgomery punk I do, I do like the CM Punk. Uh, also, Brian Danielson, you know that's that's also uh, my guy. So CM Punk's best friend, who also fired him. Well, I mean, did he? No, he didn't. We're going to talk about that for a few minutes, a little bit. We're, we're, remember when Sean was on the show, which is like every other episode I know. But in one of the times he appeared, we talked about the media literacy episode. Yeah, and episode one hundred is very quickly approaching for us. I think this is 97 if I look at the thumbnail because I, I number the thumbnails. I think that makes Monday's episode, which is a no, main that's on the main episode. show. Yeah. That's a main channel media literacy Monday episode of oh. In the Weeds. Is that what we're doing? Like, is this legit? I mean, we could. We could also maybe have the winner of Sean Ross Sapp versus Shazam McKenzie as a guest on the show. That's something I was thinking about us doing. <laughs> did you did you see how uh, uh, they're they're trying to fuck on me, Joel? Well, past five minutes, six minutes this time. Yeah, but like they announced. Oh, yes. Brian... Yeah, I know what you're. I know what you're going to say. Say it. Say it. Say it. This is hilarious. <laughs> they announced Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston, and they announced this last week. Like they announced it like during Collision last week so like i knew it was a match i didn't realize where the show was though until i saw the graphic last night it's in erie which is like like two hours away from where i'm at i'm like oh that's not bad but then it's saturday night i was like shit i gotta go to sean's match on saturday i've already committed to it and sean's match is about six hours away but then I saw that the the BLP show, of course, starts at like one o'clock Eastern time. I'm going by Eastern time. It's it's noon Central because I do think it's technically Central. So like the the time difference is going to screw me up as well. But like it's it's one o'clock Eastern time, and I thought about it and I'm like, 
can I do a double shot? Like, am I, am I that good? Like, can I do, yeah, it's opposite direction too. Like if it was same direction, like, oh, okay. I can go to collision on the way back from Sean's match, but no, it's opposite directions. I was like, can I, can I make the towns? Can I do the double shot after doing five days in North Carolina? We're making the towns there. Can I do a double shot? Illinois, go through Ohio to Pennsylvania on Saturday. I might try to pull this off, Joel. I might try to pull this off. Listen, for I'm a trying con- to get I'm trying to get Sean and Shaza to politic to be match one. So I go there, I watch their match, I make my appearance, I do what I need to do, and then and then I I, I take off and then I, I head over to collision. That's what I'm trying to do. So I need Sean and Shaza to be the first match. I need it to open. You should. You should do it. For the sake of two things. One, content. And two, living up to your 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 love of this business. You should be making the towns, Jeremy Lambert. Show the others. Show those wrestlers that think that, you know, us media folk are lazy. Show them that you're not lazy. Show them that you have the drive. You've got the, the power and the passion and all the things that The Rock sang about that one time that everyone memes on now. Point is, make the drive, Jeremy. Do it. Do Isn't it. Isn't that like damage <laughs> controls theme? We yeah, got the was, hunger. We got the drive. Yeah, yeah, We're in control. That's, it's the same thing. They basically yeah. just use the same lyrics and The Rock was like, I can't tell the difference, so uh, you guys just go ahead and use it. And then at one point at the end of the damage control song, it says, if you smell what the damage control is cooking and like rock didn't even get that deep into the song, but I did, I know they ripped him off. It's okay. Rock's just going to let it go. Damage control should try to pick up some wins like the rock. That's true. Uh, D Eddie pointing out pie. My God. WWF, the music volume five. What what a time that was. It's yeah. Yeah. That, that Uh, it doesn't matter. Remember that track? It doesn't matter. That's the yeah. Wyclef song, right? That is the Wyclef song. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I used to know all the lyrics to that song. Like, I, I couldn't do it if I tried to now. But, like, I used to know all the lyrics to that song. That I love someone, song. someone in the chat saying it might be a better show than Collision. Who knows? The BP, the BLP show. <laughs> my my guy, Matt Brannigan's not going to be there, which is very disappointing that, that he he's not going to be there. I was looking forward to seeing him, sharing some Oreos with Brannigan. Um, so I was disappointed that he wasn't going to be there. There's a few people there that like, I know and I like, and I would like to see, but also like it's Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston. Like, you know, how often am I going to get a chance to see that match live? Probably never. Cause I don't think it's going to happen again. Brian's in his last full-time run and stuff. Like it's tough not to, not to want to try to make that match. We're, we're 10 minutes in, and there's enough of you watching that I should probably tell you to leave a thumbs up on the video if you haven't already. And subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked, where the fireworks, there they are. And uh, if you want, you can donate a super chat. Any amount supports us on the channel. Get your question or statement read on the air. Yes, for those asking, I did get a haircut yesterday. No, it's probably Supercut. No, I don't go to Supercuts. I got a guy. My, my guy is literally, like, downstairs in my building, like a, like a not even a block away. Older gentleman, great, does the thing, does not cost a lot of money, very happy with how he how he does his thing. Because the first thing he says to me every day, or not every day, every time I go to get my haircut, he says, how's the little kid? And that's that's enough for me to be like, I'll keep coming back to you because you, you know. 
You know what it's like. And then you had to tell him yesterday, well, I just beat him with a refrigerator door the other night, so he's all right. It almost happened again this morning with that. Joel! I I watched this time. The kid was like, we 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 fed him in the morning. I, it's okay. I'll give you give you an idea of what my mornings look like for those who really care. Uh, some of you who are parents probably are familiar with this. Kid wakes up six six thirty. I get up. I usually go into the kitchen and like get his food ready. It's a banana. It's some water and some uh, some cereal. I'll put the cereal down on the table so that I know it's there when I get there. The banana and the water he carries because he likes to drink the water while he holds the banana. He ate the entire bowl of cereal this morning. Great. He was a little whiny, whatever it is. And then he wants more. But then he he was kind of bratty, to be honest. He didn't get enough sleep. He slept for, he went, he went down way too late. Anyway, not, not important to the story. Actually, but anyway, he wanted more food. Fine. No problem. I'm like, give me the bowl. I'll make more food. And he's like, nah. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? Pardon the French. And then I go over and I'm like, okay, fine. I'll make a new bowl. It's fine. I make a new bowl. Doesn't want it. Just winds the whole way through it. Made me waste his cereal. The worst. Anyway, he got to school and he was happy as a pig, and you know what? So we're we're good now. <sighs> got to school to tell all of his friends. I almost hit him with the fridge door this morning by accident. Got to school to tell all his friends that he's been getting beat up by the refrigerator door because his dad. I think that story goes over in daycare. So apparently they're going to start doing like story time with the kids in like oh. parent story time with the kids. And my wife is just like, you should go do this because you make funny voices sometimes and funny, you know, you like to read books with different character acts. And I'm like, yes, I should do that. She's like, just make sure you don't hit anything with the fridge door. We could, we could play. Uh, we, we should, we should go to this. We should do our show live from daycare, Joel. That'd be fun. Oh, that would right? be an awful idea. Let's do it. Why? I yeah. said, let's do it. It would be an awful idea. Yeah, can you, do... can you, can you ever like keep the, the, the non swearing going for, for like a two hour show? Me? Oh, I could easily do it. Honestly. Like I, I, I truthfully can if I like know ahead of time, Hey, don't swear. Cause I've done it before when I know my children are watching. Like I know I got to, okay, watch the language. Cause my kids are watching. I could easily do it. I just choose not to. Okay. It's fucking stupid. Oh, damn it. There it is. <laughs> we you just cursed it, That's true. I did. Hey, by the way, Zach Adorn going to join us at 1130. I didn't say it at the top because 1130 is far away away from here. Zach was at uh, Survivor Series in Chicago. He saw the big moment, the big CM Punk return. He's from Brass Ring Media and SE Scoop. So we look forward to welcoming Zach Adorn back onto the show. And I guess speaking of welcoming people back onto the show, are we get, who, who's going to hit the button? Are you going to hit the button? I'll hit it. I'll okay, hit the you, button. You hit the button. Hit the button. All right. Hit the button. All right. All right. All right. Chapman Jones over here. Andrew Zarian with the big scoops. Yeah, I don't get an intro like like uh, like your guest at eleven thirty. I don't get my credentials listed. You got your own little like musical <laughs> drop there. Zary. That's because of you, not because of Joel. Well, yeah, Joel it's sucks. So, you know, I'm looking yeah, up for you. Jeremy's a pro. <laughs> Joel, I like your haircut. Looks great. Thank you very much. Let I, me uh, see the sides. What number do you do the sides? Oh, look at that. I, I, a one. I, I like him to do a zero, but he's been doing a one lately. I'd, I'd rather. I've gone down to a skin fade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is an older gentleman. My my last guy who was a little bit younger and hipper, he he knew what to do, but this guy's good. 
I'm not gonna. My guy, cheap as hell. My guy's a uh, Dominican dude named Victor. Oh, that's the stuff. My just calls me Poppy all day long. Hey, Poppy. <laughs> Doesn't call I love you it. Daddy. I embrace it. I embrace it. <laughs> I get so excited whenever my wife's Puerto Rican family starts doing the Poppy thing. I get so into it. I wish I grew up with that. You know. See, my my barber's name is Benny, so we're just we're off to the races. We already know what we're doing here. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I got a good kids book for you to read. Oh yeah, what do we got? Yeah, not not, not, not a joke. Is it Library <laughs> Lion? Look what I got. <laughs> oh, that's oh. fantastic! Life of a Gothic Baby. It's Reby Arnie. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, book. I hung out with a uh, Gothic Baby this past weekend. Adorable! What an adorable, yeah. adorable child. No, I I got a couple for the for the kids in my family. Very nice. We we had a conversation about you, Andrew Zarian. Uh, oh, this, this with weekend. who? Yes. With uh, your your doppelganger, John Alba. Um, yeah. Yeah. He just texted him. me. That's so funny. Literally, literally, like two minutes ago, you just texted me. <laughs> hey, any validity <laughs> to this uh, to this story is probably what he texted you. What did he text me? Hold on. <laughs> what is it? Did he text you? Is there any validity to this WBD story? A hundred percent. That's what he wrote to me. <laughs> <laughs> I see what's going on, Andrew Zarian. I get it. <laughs> well, well, I, you know, we we try to get the scoops here. Is there any validity to this story? Not that I know of. Okay, all right. I've never been told that. I have been told that WBD is very committed to AEW and AEW content on their network. That is word for word what I have been told. There's other things I've been told, but I can't disclose. But I I don't feel like. Listen, could it happen? I mean, I'd be shocked. Crazier things have happened. WCW sold for like two hundred grand. Oh, it's a different situation, I think. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, it is. It is nutty. I, I, I would say I would like. I talk to these dudes all the time. You know, I have connections in in television somehow. Who knows why? You know, uh, I'd be shocked. Okay. Okay. Somebody's like, somebody on Twitter is like, give me a percentage. I'm like, I can't even tell you because like, I've never, I can't give you a percentage of like, could it happen? Like, could I get hit by a car if I cross the street? What percentage do I have? I don't know. The percentage game is a Will Washington issue. That Will, Will made that a whole thing. Oh, did he make that a thing? That was the Mercedes uh, showing up in AEW the first time, yes. and then yeah. and it became a percentages game. And now, and now there's actually there's someone I'm not I'm not going to shout him out, but he knows who he is. He shows up on on Fightful uh, shows, and when he donates, he does a what's what's the percentage of and like it's it's a fun bit. But I think people put a lot of stock in the what's the percentage of this. Yeah. it's not a stats game. It's a it's a pretty binary yes or no in terms of like is this happening? Uh, not that I've heard or. Yes, I have heard inklings. It's just, yeah. No um, so so what else was my doppelganger saying about me? I want to know all the gossip. I'm a big yenta. I love to sit down and listen to people talk. God, about I don't want to like, I, I don't want to like out. He was telling a story. I don't want to tell the story because I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Break speak. trust between me and Alba. And also I don't, <laughs> the stories okay, are, right. I'll put it in the private chat. I'll put it in the private chat. Okay. Okay. Was it a bad story? I want to. Okay, no, I'll, no, I'll see no, this. No. Hold on. Now I need no. to know. This is going to be great. Is it how I took him out to Mastro's for for dinner and I started? Yep, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got it before we yeah. even did it. <laughs> yep. 
And I knew all of them. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could tell that story. I wish I could. But I I was yelling, you know, you know what happened? Uh, I took him out to dinner and I proceeded to drink like four martinis. And at one point I started yelling at him about his career and how stupid he is because he's so talented and he's the only one that doesn't see how talented he is. And that if I was in, like, I just kept praising him, but like berating him about how good he is. And, and then I pointed things out to him. Hey, yeah. you see that person across from you? <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you something. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. It was. It was He's a good boy. He's a good funny. guy. I, I very yeah, much John, like him. You don't have to put him over, though. Like, I try to bury John Alba any chance I get just because I don't like people getting too big of egos in this, this line of work. Like, Oh, I love it. Yeah. I want people having really big. Did he tell you about our mutual friend? Um, depends on which mutual friend. Shh, <laughs> 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 yeah, we're just like doing inside stuff here on this. Of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did. Yeah, he okay. did tell me about yeah. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> People in the chat are like, "Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for just telling, like, not revealing anything. None of this is wrestling related." By, no. by the way, I think there's a fight happening in front of my house. Can oh, you? Can you should we go see? Yeah, let's go yeah. world star this. Sorry, I'm derailing the show. Hold no, on. believe me, yeah. we've done it before. Hold on. Let's see. Come on, let's, let's see. Hold on. Do you see anything? Just a giant American flag and some nope. dirty windows. No, nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't see a fight. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No fight. Sorry. They took off. It's a good tour. Oh, look at my barn door. <laughs> Hold on. Look at look at the look at the, the Christmas tree. Hold on, I gotta take this. Why is it on, why is it blurry? I don't know. You probably didn't want people to see your backgrounds. <laughs> What does this mean? Virtual? No. How do I do this? I can't even fix it. I think you got to you got to go into your settings, and then into your virtual background and click none. It is. Oh, heads up! Green screen use looks great. Okay, I have a green screen. No, I don't want to blur. It's permanently stuck on blur. Great band. Yeah. It could be your camera settings instead. Hi, Taco. He guards me. Good. Good boy. I thought that was a big fight. No fight. The worst. Very disappointing. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen big fights in front of my house. It's always fun. Do you videotape them and yell world star? Uh, no, but one time my neighbor had a, uh, had a, had a psychological event and I was coming back from LA and I pull up and there's anti-terrorism and SWAT and my entire block is shut down. And I get, I, they dropped me off. I walked in. I thought like, you can't come on. I'm like, I live next door. He goes, Oh, do you know this person? I say, yes. He goes, well, we, he's, and he's screaming that he has his father's leg and now his father can't leave the house. They thought that he cut off his father's leg, but instead he took the leg off because it was a prosthetic and he's waving it to the police out of the window and they're screaming and he's yelling at the cops and then he takes the leg and he throws it. At the police. Like a boomerang. It came right like back. Like a boomerang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't see him for a couple months. I could wonder why. <laughs> oh, God. So this is what happens when Andrew Zarian comes onto our show. <laughs> Do you guys not want to? I'll get off. I'll leave. No, 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 no. No, Joel, Joel likes to, you know, talk bad about you know, You know what he makes like, me? You know what he makes me feel? He makes me feel like Jeremy, does, like a Jeremy doesn't want me here. Oh. No, that you make me feel like Jeremy doesn't want me here. Yeah, no, that's that. That is factual. 
Yeah. Every time we get off the air, Jeremy's like, you got to stop bringing that Andrew Zarek. <laughs> I, you know what? I believe that. I yeah. feel that. Wow. Why would you believe that? Why would you All believe that? Joel. Joel, Joel whispers things in my ears while we're doing the show, and it's never positive. Mm. Burn the house down. <laughs> See, like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a threat that I've done multiple times in my house. I will burn this place <laughs> down. My grandfather would say that to me when I was a kid. It's like etched in my in my lineage now. New York is so like fixated yeah. on the housing market that you can burn that you can threaten yeah. burning a house down, and that's worse than like nothing for supper. No, it's no house. No, no, no. It, it, yeah, yeah, it doesn't go to supper because you know what? I'm going to set this whole house on fire. There's like a leak somewhere, and I said it to, to my wife. My house. So I have a big problem right now. My my house is 120 years old, and water is getting into my master bedroom. Nobody knows where. Nobody knows how. I, I brought experts. I finally got some guy and he's like, let me, let me pull the full, the floors off. He pulls it. There's mold all over my floors underneath terrible mold. He's like, this is really bad. Would they cover it? Whatever. My first thing I looked at my wife and I go, I want to set this whole place on fire. I'm done. <laughs> and I walked out of the room. You should have walked Very out with like matches. <laughs> now, now, now for legal reasons, I will say I will never set my house on fire. Uh, that that is it is a hyperbole of what I'm what I'm saying. Jeremy's already written the story. Andrew Zarian, yeah. I will say no, names. no. Andrew, no. Andrew Zarian did not set his house on fire. Just like CM he Puck just did threatened not on the internet. That Survivor Series, right? Right. That's right. Can we talk about that a little bit? CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let's talk about him. He's he's, did he's you, back. He's, he's back. back. Yeah. And and, he's, and he's I better than ever. And he's and he loves everybody, and he's changed. He's reformed now. He's doing a Shawn yeah. Michaels. Yeah, he's got a little Dutch boy haircut too going on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe that's what he should do. I thought that promo stunk. It was, wow, y'all are some haters. I, okay, here's the thing. I saw online everyone leading up to the promo was like, "Oh, they're not going to have any time for a CM Punk promo." I'm like, he's going to do three to five minutes, and it's going to be him, you know, being happy dappy. And everyone's it's a mission statement promo. They're it's just, a mission statement promo. Yeah, yeah. They're just keeping you on to get the rating. Like, what do you 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 guys could have at any point? And by the way, I, a lot of people who were who were commenting. I know for a fact are also Fightful Select subscribers and could have just saw on the rundown that Punk was last and they could have gone away for two and a half hours, come back for Orton and Dominic or the tail end of it and then saw the Punk thing. Or they could have been keeping tabs on social media. Either way, some people are like, I can't believe they got me about three hours. It's like nobody made you watch. Nobody. You know what the problem is? That show, just wanting that that. show is so bright. Okay. It's so bright. (laughs) Yes. And it doesn't, I don't know what I'm watching. Like, I don't know what I'm watching. I'm watching a variety show. And listen, I watch SmackDown. I don't feel that way. The pay-per-views, I never feel that way. I'm not knocking WWE as a bad product. It's just, it's no longer for me. It's the Muppets. I'm getting the Muppet show with a bunch of variety segments every now and then, and then some wrestling. You Everybody's are- a giant Muppet on there. Everybody's a cartoon. You, you are John Alba. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he said? Alba he loves is. the Muppets. Yeah, Alba does love the Muppets. Does he? Oh, yeah. yeah he's a Muppets guy. Yeah, big Muppets too. See, Muppet Babies, I like the Muppet Babies. Yeah, I Not it. a big fan of the, the grown-up Muppets. Muppets. They, they freak me out a little bit. I have the entire Muppets Tonight series on a hard drive somewhere. Why is, why is Miss Piggy so sexualized? Because <laughs> she's a Hollywood starlet. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, she's an actress. An old-timey actress, much like Tony Storm. Yeah, that's who Tony like Storm is based off of. That's yeah. great. 
Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, they call her Miss Piggy Storm. Nope, can't do that. Sorry. No, yeah, nope, you're we're really, gonna get in trouble. Nope, yeah. gonna get in trouble. I'm sorry. That was a mistake. <laughs> anyway, uh the punk promo to me was it was it was stupid, but it was also like I watched it and I was just like, Yeah, that's what I expected. This is exactly Haters. what I expected out of him. But Haters. also, like now I'm just you just signed the guy. By all reports, he just signed the contract on Saturday when he came to the show. You have no creative for him. You have like outlines of ideas that haven't been fully fleshed out yet. Why would you just throw him into something on Monday when you don't necessarily know what's happening, you know, for the next few weeks? He's going to upend several plans going into Mania, but yeah. we're not like we're nowhere near it. So just have him come out, be happy and get excited. And here I am and I'm home and ever. And, and again, people are going to feel certain ways about whether or not it was disingenuous. I understand that he gave a lot of points to his like first AEW promo where he was so excited. And yeah, again, it's, it's, a, he's a, he's not a different person. He is a different presentation in a company that is inherently different than when he left it. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. what, and you don't know what he's going to be character wise because all you've got is just the guy who showed up, surprised everyone with all of the speculation that was leading into it, had a huge moment, a huge, huge moment. And now you got to kind of, and this, I've made this illusion before, you got to, you got to veer him into traffic or not veer him, but, but kind of merge him onto that highway of creative. And this is yeah, just kind of yeah. getting him on the off ramp. And it's going to be Seth, right? I mean, that's where it's really looking like. Yeah. I mean, which I'm into. I'm into that. That's a nice Survivor Series, uh, a Royal Rumble match for the title. And you do that. This is So this is the thing. If they're going to do Roman, which is what some people are reporting is on the table. I know SI, Sports Illustrated, and it wasn't an AI writer who wrote this, said that it's going to mostly, most likely have a Roman story at one point. Well, let's let's assume, and we've made this mistake before, God knows, that Cody takes the title at WrestleMania from Roman Reigns. Okay. The only other place you can do that is in February in that giant stadium in Australia. In is it in Perth or Melbourne? It's in it's in Perth. Perth. Yeah, because Melbourne was the last one five years ago. So they can do it in Perth, and that's a huge stadium that they got to fill. And CM Punk versus Roman Reigns is one of those matches that you can do and get away with. And the problem is. You can't have Punk lose two title matches in two months, can you? Like, how are they going to make them whole after that? Or, 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 I mean, or do they hold off on Seth till Mania? That's another thing that you could do. You know, you hold off on Seth or you go to Seth somehow. You do it twice and then maybe he wins the title, but then you're rewarding him. What does this say? He, will burn I mean, he, he is the real world champion. I mean, yeah. he, he is the real world champion. He never, I think he needs to bring that satchel with nothing in it. Oh, Just walk I, around with an empty red bag. I said he would come out and it would be the 24-7 title, and then he and R-Truth would do something throughout the holidays for that title. Oh, that's great. I would love that, actually. I would love that for him There's and for time. myself. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think this definitely changes the, the tone of the Mania season now. You know, you, you, I mean, their arsenal is packed. Forget it. I mean, we could joke about how terrible Raw is and how Bruce Pritchard. I think Bruce ran the show, right? That's the report from uh, PW yeah. Insider. Yeah, it looked it looked it. <laughs> it looked it. Um no knock at Bruce, you know, just felt different. Um you now have CM Punk in this. I mean that, think about that arsenal. You're leading up. You got Randy back, you got Punk back, you got Cody, you got Seth, uh, you got Roman, LA Knight is hot, maybe Dwayne. I mean, if you're gonna do it, maybe Dwayne. 
It's interesting oh. to me that they 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 tweeted and deleted this, and it's like WWM Fox is not an official. It's an official account, but they're not directly linked to like creative info and all that. They did a whole like infographic with like the biggest returns of the last year, and they included The Rock. They also included Nia Jax, uh, and then they they tweet deleted it. So people are kind of bringing up why the did they delete that. I don't yeah. know, and it could easily be someone was like, "Don't do the rock because like we don't want to get the people getting weird." About but it. it's, I don't it's know. biggest returns. He literally did return this year. Like it was that very, seems like a weird yeah. thing to delete. I mean, it was a very different return. I'm gonna see if they reposted it because they definitely deleted it. Can I can I tell you something fun? Um, so WWE kept everybody in the dark about Punk, obviously. And the networks, in a panic on Friday, decided to make their own graphics. And uh, just in case it happened. They actually expanded the graphic. That's what happened. They expanded the graphic. They expanded it. So it was Rock returned, Nia Jax returned, Jake Cargill signed, CM Punk returned. And then they extended it with John Cena returned, uh, Carlito returned, Harry Spain, Randy Orton, CM Punk. Okay, so they actually just made it better. So I'll give them right. that. I was about okay. to say, I, I thought I saw that one, and I was like, I don't see anything wrong with this. They're not you, wrong. You know they what? did return. Yeah. You know what? What if it's Drew? His first feud is Drew. Punk and Drew? That's a weird match. I I think I think it is Seth, and I think they do hold off to Mania, because what was Seth doing at Mania otherwise? I mean, it would have been Cody, maybe, if, if it wasn't going to be Roman and, and Cody. You know, that yeah, could the, the only way it's not Cody is if the only way it's not Cody is if they got Dwayne. Like, otherwise, yeah. you, you got to think it's Cody. I mean, listen, I don't know I, what... do I, I think they need to do that match. The Dwayne thing has to happen. I think you've, you've teased it for so long and everybody's spoken about it. I mean, if you're going to do it, you got to do it now because Roman is going to cool off. You know, that bloodline story is, is, you know, almost non-existent at this time because he's not on TV. Well, it's top of the fourth. The middle innings can get a little, you know, a little, little dragging. Yeah. Bingo quick. So here's another thing, right? Well, hold How about on. who wins Rumble? Oh, God. That's a, yeah. Well, that's Cody. <laughs> Unfortunately, he did, he did it again where he came out and said, I'm, I'm going to be in the Rumble. Originally, you know, Jeremy and I talked about this. I said, I don't want him to win. I don't want to see Cody win the Rumble. I'd rather see him win Elimination Chamber. But like Jeremy pointed out very correctly that the guy who wins the Rumble should absolutely be going after the person who holds the title for the last 1,200 plus days. Otherwise, you just look like a chump and you look like you're being too emotional with your choice. You can't just say, oh, I want Seth because why? Unless it's punk and they do a really good story but that's dumb i don't like that it's still dumb anybody who wins the rumble has to go after roman i don't there's no other option yeah oh yeah i mean it's it's unless you think you don't have a chance with roman what does that say about you right yeah that's the belt okay i don't love this idea you can have a weird finish to the rumble or you have someone different win the rumble and then February comes and you got to do the chamber. And so they put the title shot on the line and they switch it over to whoever. Again, don't love it. That's a lot of just, that's a lot of like 2000s booking going that's into media to set up the, the, the LA Knight wins and he gets screwed in the end. Either way, LA Knight's the guy who's getting a huge shaft in this whole CM Punk return. Because if they're like, there's, there's, how far can you go with this guy? 
when you put CM Punk back in your, you know, your top tier? Uh, well, I want to get into CM Punk uh, a little sure. bit later. Um, and, and I don't know how long Zarian, Zarian, how long are you sticking around? I got like, I got like 10 minutes. Okay. All right. Um, Sorry, I just derailed the show with my lack of thought there. Uh, that's fine. That's perfect because I can I can add an ad break in there in the audio. All right, there you go. There you go. That's that's what that part was was for. Everybody, um, I think Punk is going to be a heel. I don't think he's going to be a babyface. So I don't think LA Knight is going to be that screwed in this deal, especially if he stays on SmackDown and Punk's on Raw. But I think Punk's going to be a heel, not a babyface. Well, I mean that that at the end, the, the only thing he said with passion in that entire promo was at the last second when he goes, "I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money." And he, you know what? And he meant it. I mean, that was a real. It almost felt like everything else was written for him. You know, like that. Definitely, that first half of the promo was all written for him, and then he interjected some things. But the most truthful he was was the end. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money because he wouldn't be there if he wasn't fired. So you cement that whole thing by having our truth approach him on Monday night and be like, Hey dog, you want to go get some drinks over at Applebee's and then bam, punch him in the face. And the crowd just boos relentlessly. Cause CM Punk is like, I'm here to make friends, not money. It's the other way around. I'm here to make money, not friends. Not friends. And then our truth is like, I'm here to do both. And then he just kicks so, him. Yeah. Down. The other thing I want to see is, okay, is this guy on raw every week? Is he going to be there every single week? Is he going to wrestle? On Raw, I, I think, think for the first bit, yeah, I think for the first bit he is. Um, then, or do you, you make him into Lesnar? You know, you treat him like Lesnar. I think he wants to work, and that's fine. I don't know for sure, but also, my I have a feeling, just an inkling, and I've talked to Jeremy about this before. That January first is a Monday Night Raw, and they're doing it in San Diego. I think they're going to try and load up that episode. And I would put a punk match on that episode against two. I don't know, but you have an entire holiday season where, like, I don't know how the numbers are going to look for the, you know, for the December season. First two weeks are usually, you know, fine. And then the last two weeks are just there. You know, you're going to yeah. pre tape an episode and all that. But that January 1st episode, you're hoping you get big eyes and you want to, you know, have a big start to the year. And I would put a punk match on that episode. Whether that's his first, you got a lot of story to tell between now and then to build to something. Yeah. I feel like the Cody and Nakamura match, that's going to be January 1st. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I want to see I want to see Nakamura and Punk. I mean, that's something I really want to see. Yeah. I want to see I want to see I mean it is it is fascinating. I, I do want to see a lot of punk matches there. There's a lot of people he's never worked with. I want to see him and Cody. That feels inevitable. The battle of the AEW outcasts, you know? Then they could do everybody else's move. You know, he could do a one winged angel in the move and they could do uh super kicks. 
That'll be their thing. But do you think, okay, so when Punk did the running around the ring, like champion, you know, he did this. Was that a knock at the Bucks? He didn't do that, though. He didn't. So people keep going with that. Like he did the hand clap and he started running. He never raised his arms. There's footage after of what he did. He just kind of jogged around the ring. It wasn't a victory lap, so to speak. The other big question I have is, will he do the Hogan leg drop? Yes. yes. Yeah, 100%. 100%. In, in, in WWE? Okay, let's 100%. take a bet. Let's take a bet. What is it with you and Let's betting? do a... I love betting. I, I, you know, I it's tell. in me. Yeah. Uh, let's do something. Do, let's do something fun. Uh, I predict no. he will never do the leg drop there. He will never do this, and he will never do the leg drop. I think he'll do it at Mania. Yeah, I think so too. I think he does it at some point. I think it's a mania spot. Yeah. How about he joins Judgment Day? That sounds awful. That sounds terrible. (laughs) Judgment Day Punk. They'll call him JD Punk. (laughs) He gets very. He gets very. They already have a. He gets very goth. Starts rocking like the white face. You know. Oh yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. White face punk. White face punk. I'm into this. I'm into gothic punk. Uh, they, he can he, him and Dom can can talk about like going to going to prison stuff. Dom's like, you know, I spent time in prison, and Punk's like, yeah, I spent two years in prison as well. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's good. I like that. You should send that in. <laughs> we tried. We tried to do so many promos that nobody picked up for Monday Night Raw. Yeah. With Punk. We tried. Everyone was expecting like this huge pipe bomb promo. And so this is the other thing too, is that WWE kind of like pulled back on calling him like the pipe bomb throwing superstar. They did. They called him polarizing. They did. They call him controversial. I think I just, they definitely called him polarizing. They didn't make any allusions to like, where have you been? They, the first time in 10 years, that's the WWE way. It's just, this is the presenting punk from 2012 like or 2013 like you you haven't seen him in this long if you've only been watching wwe that's kind of the asterisk i I am really curious as to like in his mind how much that company has changed from his last show to this one like just being backstage and the process of things like how different is it for him well glenn i know i mean we know that it's different right we all know it's totally different but do, do you think he was like wow this is way better well yeah kane's not there Kane's not there. Should have called out Kane. He should have. Just a, He's just like, Kane. Where he left off. They're in Nashville. Yeah. They were right. in Nashville. 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago, you took me out, but I'm back. Come out here, back you bigots. <laughs> uh, was, that, was that when he got slammed through the. What did Kane do to him? It was a choke slam through the table? Yeah. Wow, I can't believe my mind remember that an amazing passage of time. And so it's been, so it's been 10 years since punk and WWE. And that's really all they want to focus on because what are they going to do? Like, I know with, with Cody, the reason with Cody that it felt so different was because Cody changed so much of his look, so much of his style and just so much of himself that you almost couldn't ignore that Cody was like a different guy. And he went and they didn't like say he formed AEW. No, they basically, well, in the, the documentary, they talk about it, but like on TV, it's very much Cody went away. Cody had a lot of success in wrestling and now he's back with CM Punk. It was, he was gone for seven years. He came back. I don't think he wants to talk about how that went because clearly not well. And now he's back in WWE. So it's, 
again, it's it's a different story because CM Punk. Oh, you had a failed UFC run, but like, what are you going to talk about when it yeah. comes to CM Punk after ten years of being away? Yeah, I, I I I'm curious to see how this plays out. I mean, you know, one of the biggest acquisitions for them that they could have done, you know, as far as free agency goes. Uh, AEW really doesn't have anything left in there in that arsenal to bring in right now, unless they're going to bring in all the people that were fired, which I don't think they should do. I think they're going to bring in a couple. Uh, yeah, obviously, yeah. But, you know, I also think for WWE, they're going to be very patient and very uh, accommodating to Punk for one major reason, that's public relations. They want to show to everybody on the other side, hey, look, it's not him. It's the company, all those things that you're feeling about this company, maybe not being what it is or what it was. It's true. Come over here. Look how much better it is. This lunatic that made your boss feel in danger of his life is having a time of his life and he's on best behavior. We're going to find out. It's going to be, we're gonna find out. I don't think it's going to be a bumpy ride. I really do think that the, we talked about this on Monday. It's a different, uh, it's a different feel for CM Punk. It's a different workspace for CM Punk. He's not in charge of anything backstage this time around. He can't just say like, "Oh, I don't, I don't want you know, uh, uh, Angel Garza. I, I don't want him here because he's not going to fit the 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 gimmick of Monday Night." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody can tell him that that person's not around. What they can do, what Punk can do, is say, "I don't think creatively this store, this beat in my story is going to work." He can only speak to his own creative, and that's fine. I do believe that as many wrestlers who are part of a story should have input. That's fine. But then it's up to the producers. It's up to the showrunners, whoever it is, to like put that together and make it make sense. Punk's not running any show. He is just part of his own story, his own lane. And if they trust him down the line to be more involved with other stories, that, that's like a that's a slippery slope. But if you do it, then there's an opportunity there. Punk has to prove himself first yeah. that he is willing to be a team player in his own story. We will see if that actually happens with old CM Punk, if he can be a team player. Zarian, I, we're, we, got, we got 18 months on this bet, right? That's what you gave me. You gave me 18 what? months. That what? He's going to do what? The leg drop? No, no, no. That this is before he officially returned. Darren doesn't remember his own bets. He, he's no. What was to, my uh, bet? What was my <laughs> that bet? Punk, that Punk lasts eighteen months in WWE before he does something. Uh, you, you, you took the over. I have the under. I took the over. You yeah. took okay. The okay. Eighteen was was the okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, eighteen months. Yep. I'm gonna go with eighteen months. All right. I I feel okay about this. I still feel okay about this. I know things are nice now, but we, we shall see. I want him to go berserk again. I love him. that's my <laughs> best gimmick. That's the best gimmick. I want him just going berserk again. I, you know, I have to tell you, I did not expect him to go insane when he came back. I didn't either. I didn't. I didn't either. Yeah. So I did. <laughs> yeah. I flat out said, I was like, I nah, not. this ain't going to last more than three months. They're like, that was too doing? much. And you know, they, they really, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happened also that wasn't talked about, but they, they really tried with him. Of course. They acquiesced yeah. tremendously to, to things that he wanted to be involved with and do. 
Which they you know, but you know, at the end, Brian Danielson fired him. So, yeah, second reference in a row. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta go. My All dog's right. barking at me to leave. Uh, Bye, Andrew Zarian. Thank you as always. Doodles. Bye, guys. The one and only Andrew Zarian. My God, the goat, <sighs> Brian Danielson. <laughs> I mean, we're we're into it with with Punk here. I I misunderstood uh, what what uh, Zarian said when he said came back. He didn't expect him to to go insane. I I thought he was talking about Punk's like initial AEW return, which I don't know if anyone thought he was gonna kind of screw that up. Uh, but yeah, when he returned for Collision, felt like that was just a, a matter of time. Yeah, that was game he over. He returned man. and he returned and immediately started the uh, started to shoot himself into a work with stuff. Um, and also, again, like just to me, what always tickles me is that you know Jack Perry was the person who gaslit him to that point. We're like, it just set him off, and that was it. We were off to the races. It was inc- it was in some ways incredible, but I don't mean in the good way. It was just something to see. But yeah, when he came back, I was like, I think it last long. It's just the way it is. And again, this there's an opportunity for Punk to have a better uh, experience back in WWE. Now that's on that's on Triple H. That's on the creative team. That's on the that's on that's on every other person working in WWE who will be working with Punk. It's a different beast, and I've said it once. I'll say it a hundred times. Very. Very different machines between AEW and WWE. And I pointed it out on Twitter. I said, uh, you know, one one company can be this well-defined, everyone knows what their job is, and they're all doing it for the for the betterment of the cogs in the wheel. That's fine. And then another job can be a thriving on chaos and just a very busy, everyone's doing a million things, startup mentality. People thrive in both of those. It's up to the person who who is making the decision to join one of those situations to understand whether or not they feel comfortable, confident and fitting into those situations. And it's okay to not fit and realize that and then go somewhere else. Unfortunately, the way it played out with punk was very, very, very public and that that world just didn't work for him. So now we're going to try that structured. Everybody knows their job. There's someone for everything type of mentality. And we're going to see how that works. Let's return promo. Yeah, we you know we did we basically did two shows talking about all of this uh to, this return promo. Everybody in the chat, keep it civil, by the way. Please. Yeah, hang out, man. Um, okay. Um, we you know we we made some jokes of like, oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? What's he gonna do here? What's he gonna do there? And in the end, he came out and he was just like, "I'm home. Everybody back there, they're afraid." because I'm here to raise the bar. I got the brass ring in my pocket. They can't grab it. They know that they're going to have to up their game in the ring on the mic. And, you know, it's it's good to be home. And then he, uh, he then, you know, afterwards said, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. People did see the off the ending part where he claps his hands and starts running. And they're like, Oh, was taking the shot at the young bucks. There he mentioned it. It's like, there's footage fan footage of this there was no hand raising nothing it just happened to be a cut like the end of the show just happened to be right when it seemed like he was doing something like that but he didn't do anything like that there was literally oh look at this Happy That's what he, did. He, he was literally running around taking photos with kids and like signing yeah. autographs and you can see like the arena is mostly empty at this point and that that was after all they, there are photos of it so yeah go ahead 
Well, even like, you know, that part, but there there are photos of him in the ring where he just claps his hands. He just literally just jogs around the ring. He never raised his arms or anything. As far as I could tell, unless you want to stretch, which, you know, I'm sure people want to joke that they do. um, The whole everybody in the back is afraid is like, oh, is that a fear for your life comment? Um, But like there was no shot at AEW. There was no shot at anything it was a very i know people are gonna say boring i know people are gonna say bland hollow hypocritical promo it it was a you said mission statement promo and like i i agree with that it was very similar to his first AEW promo of hey i'm back here's what i'm looking to do here's what i'm gonna try to do everybody else needs to step up let's effing go type of thing. Like that's, that's what it was. The biting stuff will come out when he gets into a feud, right? Cause that's when it came out in AEW. He came, he said in AEW, like there wasn't really too many shots in WWE. It was, I screwed me up mentally and physically. I needed to get away. And then, you know, came back home. Uh, like I needed to get away, but there was no shots at anybody else or anything like that. The biting stuff came when he got on the mic with Kingston and he got on the mic with Hangman and he, he got on the mic with MJF. That's when it all came out. I think that's when it's going to come out here too, because Seth in his promo, I mean, he called CM Punk a hypocrite. I think we're going to see a lot more of that as the Seth feud kind of really ramps up because I think that is the mania program. And I do think they hold off until mania for that because as i as i mentioned with zarian around i don't know what else Seth is doing i don't know what he was doing before punk going into mania i i cody and roman seemed like the plan it's like okay well where does that leave seth because it looked like becky and Rhea was going to get that main event spot and now punk's back seth and punk both want that main event spot and sure it's night one but you still count as a wrestlemania main eventer with that seth and punk are going to be like that's our chance this is our chance. We got to we gotta do this. So I think that's where it's going. I think that's when the more biting stuff will come out. You don't need to burn all your material in one night. You just don't. No, not at all. Um, you know you know what the thing is, though? You know how you get people like Becky and Rhea who are maybe expecting that main event and then Seth and Punk who might get that main event? You know how you kind of keep everyone at bay? You give him a shit ton of money, Jeremy Lambert, and you say, you get this match, you get this match, and everyone's going to be happy, right? Right? And I get it. There's a, cer- there's a certain pride and a certain ego of being the last match out there. And it will come down to the storytelling. This is another, this came last year as well with Mania Night 1. There was a, there was a will they do the tag match as the main event? Will it be the the women's, you know, championship match? Who was, who was the women's championship match? It was Bianca and... Who was it? Bianca and Asuka. And Asuka. Yeah. Then there was there was some build in a women's match that everyone was like, that should be the, the main event, or it should have been. I, I my This brain past was- year, Charlotte and Rhea was the other match, and no one... I mean, the build was, like, fine. People thought that... No one thought that should have been the main event, except for Charlotte, no. because Charlotte, Charlotte, you know... Yeah. yeah, and Rhea won the Rumble, and so that, of course, you know, Rumble winner type of thing. Everyone thought the tag match should have been the main event, though. Should have been, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but again, there was some back and forth. Like, should it be the Rhea match because Rhea won the Rumble and she was on the Rhea. ascent and yada yada? You can make somebody. This is a similar situation where 
you know, Becky and Rhea are very much a, a story that's been kind of building underneath and it's going to start bubbling and bubbling. Whereas Punk is like, I just showed up and now I got to make sure that whatever I do means something going into a match against potentially Seth Rollins for the world title. That's fine. Um, when it comes to the AW stuff, I agree with Andrews Aaron here saying, I don't think you'll say much about AW for two reasons. One, there's the, the potential legal situation of non-disparaging agreement. We don't know if that exists, uh, but I, I think it's, I think it's pretty fair to assume given that Tony says legally, I won't talk about or can't talk about CM Punk. I think it's safe to assume that Punk is going to be given the same side of that agreement. Um, maybe not, but I'm just going to err on the side of, of caution in this one and say that he's not going to go there. And I think that punk would kind of shut it down because if the reports are true that he just wants to put AEW behind him and move on. Um, I know that's not always punk's like favorite thing to do, but if he's willing to, to try and he's willing to work with people who are going to make him try, then, then it could work and, and they could just move past it and focus more on things that punk has said about WWE in his absence that do not affect what happened in AEW canon. So, th- so the, again, I go back to, if he goes to Saudi, he has a match against the Miz because of what he said to the Miz about going to Saudi. But, the, but I extend the same, the same line to stuff about Seth. Seth has said stuff about punk in the media related to WWE media. Punk has also said stuff in media outside of AEW that, you know, about his time in WWE. Seth is the flag bearer for WWE. He is a champion. He is a longtime member of the roster. Yada, yada, yada. You can tell a story based on that. Some people aren't going to love it, but in terms of the punk came back, it's been 10 years. Where have you been? Uh, that's going to kind of be the story. Are you really as good as you think you still are? I think it gets referenced in some way. Maybe punk doesn't or can't say what people want him to say. I think that if Seth doesn't, because Seth mentioned it with Cody, Seth was like, you left, you went to form another company to try to tear down this company. And then, you know, you smash the throne and all this, like someone else can reference it. Does Punk have to respond in a certain way? No, he can just kind of shoot back with whatever is said there. He doesn't need to be like, yeah, I went to that other company and fought the EVPs and another wrestler and all this stuff. Like, you don't need to say any of that, but like, you got to kind of shoot back a little bit on that. And nobody else whatever this NDA is, if there is a thing, uh, you know, Tony says he can't comment on it legally. Um, but that doesn't stop Seth from saying it or any other wrestler from saying anything about it. And then it's up to punk. How he's going to respond to that. It's, it's part of the punk story though, right? Like you can't talk about the last 10 years that he's been out of WWE without talking about the last two years when he was in a company that was a competitor to WWE and the stuff that he said about WWE during that time as well. Like you, you just can't. So I think, I think it comes up in some way, how punk chooses to respond to it is how he's going to, I don't think he's going to go full burn it all down type of type of thing, because while it'd be hilarious and I'd love the chaos of it all, I truly do think for right now, 
I truly do think that Punk wants to move on from the situation, doesn't want to talk about it, is is cool of just like starting anew in WWE and try to make things all friendly for right now. I, I do think that is the case. What happens when the the grind starts legally or illegally? Like what happens when that actually starts? Right? Like that's when we'll we'll see how how he feels about things yeah that is that and that's that's the thing is he gonna be is he gonna be happy to be here for long i think i don't know i'd like to think that he is i think he also knows that he has no leverage jeremy (laughs) he he comes in with nowhere else to go storyline wise i wouldn't i actually wouldn't be surprised if they stay away from AEW, but instead punk just harps on his ufc career because they're under the same banner now and because it was it was public, very public, how CM Punk's fights went, you know, not well. Oh, I'd bring that up. Dominic posted that gif of Punk getting his ass beat by, I think yeah. that was the uh, Mike Jones fight, whatever. I, I think Mike Jackson. Mike Jackson. Yeah, sorry. Um, Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, Mike Jackson. Like, Tom posted that. I'd bring that up if I was Seth, 100%. And he probably will. And I think that would probably have more of an, uh, it would probably land harder for fans than the AEW stuff. Potentially. I know a lot of there, there is crossover between WWE and AEW fans, but there's also, you know, that, that expected crossover. If you speak to certain members of TKO or, you know, who, who are VPs there who expect the crossover from UFC. So I wouldn't doubt that they, they bring that up. I just saw the, the video of, uh, House of Torture gaining two new members. <laughs> oh, what a pivot this is. Joel. Sorry, I just saw it. They got House of, they got the Gates of Agony. <laughs> yeah, Khan even said as much. Like, we're the gates to the house. So what's what's Brian Cage gonna do? He's the cage in the house. I don't know. Here's the thing. I don't know if what a fucking pivot Joel Pearl just went on. We don't have to here. stay on it. I just saw the video and I think it's hilarious because it's House of Torture. <laughs> they're they're facing each other in tag league in two days. Like it's very possible that they just join for two days. They're gonna face each other and then afterwards it's like, oh haha, this is we just kind of did this little thing. So yeah. Yeah, pump fake. Yeah, that's it. yeah. Let's go. All right, that's fine. Hey, by the way, donate super chats, super chats. Let's keep talking about it. We'll go back to punk. Do you want? To, so the feuds are the feuds. You think it's Seth at uh, at Mania? Then yeah. when's the Roman match? Is that? Uh, oh God! Then that means Punk would win the title at Mania and lose to Roman in February. I really think. I I really well, think. Okay, you're way. Hold on. You just said Mania and then February. You're. Oh no, I know. I'm going backwards. Sorry. I'm saying because. I'm saying he does the Roman feud or the Roman maybe feud, whatever. I guess the no. Roman match first in February in no. Australia no. and then does no. Seth. No, you think no. Roman comes after the titles? I don't know if Roman comes that quickly. I don't, I don't think he does. Honestly, like it said, Roman feud. Why do we have to do Seth at mania immediately into Roman? Like apparently Seth or, Punk is on a multi-year deal. Why is it got to be? Let's burn these matches immediately because right we have here. to burn the matches before he burns the company. Yeah, I kind of get that, but no, I don't think that's the. I don't think that's the plan. I think it's Seth at Mania. Maybe Punk wins that. Honestly, 
like it's potentially punk wins that feud. And I know that's not going to sit well with a lot of people. If punk comes back and gets that title, I know it's not going to sit well with people. Um, but let's say, let's say Seth wins punk loses. And I think Seth, or I think punk's going to be a heel in this. Maybe you go into a, a punk and LA night feud. Maybe you go into a punk and Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn feud. Maybe Jey Uso. Like there's a lot on the table for punk. Cause I, I don't think it's going to be immediately Seth Roman. I don't. Okay. I, again, I'm trying to think of what's going to fill up that stadium beyond the elimination chamber. And, and there's plenty of time they're, to figure that out. They're going to fill it up. Well, <laughs> they're going to fill it a, up. It's a sold show. I, well, it's not a sold yeah. show, but like, it is a, a heavily subsidized show. There were site fees involved and so on and so forth. But like they want to get those numbers. They want to get that however big that stadium is, let's say 60, 70,000. They want to fill as many seats as they can. And to me, Roman, it feels like Roman's going to be on that show. It would be kind of silly not to have a stadium show without Roman. I, I understand that it will also come down to if they sell – 60,000 tickets by the Rumble and they haven't announced a match or anything, Roman could be like, I'm going to go home. But I think also Roman Reigns wants to go and explore Australia. You ever been there? It's a beautiful country. I loved every time I've gone. Uh, Far flights, that part sucks, but you get to enjoy some stuff. So yeah, I, I, I could see Roman. I don't know who Roman would face at that point to make this a big, big, big match. I don't think Roman is working our elimination chamber. What if he works elimination chamber in the chamber and it's a WWE championship match? Mm, and he no. wins. He's the last no. man out. It, it, it's, it's the, it's the bloodline elimination chamber. Jeremy Lambert. It's Jimmy J Roman solo. And I don't know. Paul Heyman. I don't know who else it could be. LA Knights. You put one a uh, Cody. I don't know what it is, but uh, I don't know. why are we going to it? What's Roman doing at Rumble? This is the bigger discussion. I, here. I think he's got LA Knight again. You I think just it's think it's gonna be LA Knight rematch. Yeah, because again, the Rumble is the destination. The Rumble is why you're going to the show. The WWE Championship match at the Rumble historically has been like a really good match, but not the reason you're going. So for me, so, it's so LA Knight's not in. LA Knight's not in the Rumble. He could still be in the Rumble. It's happened before. Nah, I even put him in the Rumble after he loses the Roman. Roman's probably might even headline that show. Because... Give him another chance. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I think you should. But we'll see. I, LA Knight not in the Rumble doesn't really bug me if he's getting the world title shot. He's he said I want Roman again. Sean, we're matching. We both got white shirts. Oh, you have. Oh, so of- close. Mine is in plain white, Sean, just like Brian Danielson and CM Punk, two best friends. I guess Roman and Orton is the other one because they're bringing Orton over to a SmackDown this Friday. How are you, Sean? Good. I, I, I answered your message, by the way. I didn't know if you were coming on to say, "Hey, check your messages." I answered your message. No, I was just, I was just, uh, uh, you know, hanging out. Okay. Yeah. You eating anything? Me? No. no. Oh, we're back, baby. Eggnormous. We have meat normous and we have eggnormous. Sean Ross. Sean, Sean is your match on first this Saturday, so I can I try to make. Uh, I wish. 
But do, you, do you actually know when it is going to be on? I don't have a clue. They haven't okay. told me anything. All right. I'll leak the rundown whenever I find out. All right, please do. I, I'm I'm trying to make your match, which is six hours away, and then Danielson and Kingston, which is another six hours. The opposite. It's the opposite direction. So, which where is that match? Erie, Pennsylvania. Are you going to Erie, Pennsylvania? Well, I'm going to your match. Okay. So. Your match is six hours, like, I'm terrible with directions, but, like, east, and then Erie is six hours west. I'll, I'll say so, this. In one year after Brian Danielson retires, you're more likely to see him wrestle than me. <laughs> but uh, Danielson and Kingston? I don't know if I'm ever going to see that again. You and Shaza, I feel like, might happen again. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to make the towns. I'm trying to prove to all these independent wrestlers out there who complain that us journalists don't journalists don't do anything. You're wrestling, you know, you're, you're actually wrestling like a true wrestler and I'm doing a double shot, making the towns like a true wrestler. So we're trying to prove to them that we can do this, Sean. Yes. Yes. That's what this whole Saturday is about. Nothing else. That's yeah. I'm not worried at all. Not really. (laughs) Are you excited for this media call at four o'clock? I am. It's going to be at the end of the hump. Um, Yeah. Why why am I doing this? Will Jimmy be part of this as well? I doubt it. Can we get him to be part of this? (laughs) He's barely a part of the Wednesday show in general. I get it. <laughs> he I drops can, he drops his KYN stories and then leaves me I, on red for the rest of the day. <laughs> I've got messages from him right now. Just let me make sure that he's going to do the show. Yeah, I've got no message yet that he's not doing the Wednesday show. Are you kidding? Punk is back. He, we got to do uh, the thumbnail. He'll find a way to make it a Vince thumbnail, though. That's what he always <laughs> does. Because he'll want to talk about the lawsuits. Yeah, there there is no point uh, of me ever trying to talk him out of uh doing Vince thumbnails. I used to try to do that and and it just didn't didn't work. Didn't work. Jeremy, are you gonna run in and attack Shaza? I can if that's if that's part of the, the plan. Like <laughs> I know the I know how the match is supposed to play out. I do not have a spot booked on it. So if I need to though. Not yet. Yeah. I was told yeah. I'm a baby face and I said no I'm not. That that seems wrong. That's not right. <laughs> so he says, Sean, you know you're the baby face, right? I said, no. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I was like, I think you're going to be pretty surprised then. <laughs> Why are you trying to baby face your top heel? That doesn't that doesn't work. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's what I that's a conversation I'm actively having. I'm like, listen, I am acutely aware of the the punchable face in which I possess. So, like, come on. What what are we doing here? Hmm. Got a cool video up on uh, YouTube and Twitter. MJF, oh. Dakota Kai, Steve Macklin, uh, Joel's Bestie, Deanna Perrazzo, Zaya Brookside, Eric Edemia, Veda Scott, and Izzy gave me advice on beating Shaza. I so hope you I take saw- Macklin's advice because then you'll lose. I saw you yeah. ask a lot of them their uh, their advice this past weekend at WrestleCade. It's a good supercut. Very, very little help was provided. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that's a baby face right there. You don't need that help. 
The help is inside of you. It's that fire you have. See, look at us. Look at us telling stories. <laughs> you look very what ready. You, you look like one of those great. fighters oh, during the match, and then look at the crowd. <laughs> that last pose you did looked like one of those UFC fighters about to like they just got done cutting weight and it's like their first UFC fight and they're just like which one? Oh, that one where you just you look just like oh my god just stop this just get me get me out of here yeah I have uh, unfortunately lived in the gym for the last few months preparing <laughs> for this and uh, it ain't gonna help it ain't gonna help Look, you called Sean a babyface. The Booker, the Booker. <laughs> I said, "Buddy, you have no idea what you got into when you booked me, did you?" <laughs> the cheat, Sean. I'm telling you, the Ryan Sullivan's got it. Just cheat. You know what the best part is? You got to you got to call all your spots John Cena style. That's what you need to do. Okay, I'll do that. That's some good <laughs> advice. Just yell body slam and see how that reacts. I will be very verbal during this match. I will be pretty well doing commentary on this match. <clears throat> yeah. That's the best part. Yeah. Give yourself well, 10 stars. I wanted to get you guys some uh, more viewers, Joel. So uh, <laughs> how'd that work? Worked out pretty it well. Worked. Yeah. Your, your viewership oh, increased by 30%. I do. I do want to ask, uh, cause Drew mentions it. Are you, are you changing it? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, it was going to be uh, cult of personality. It is not. Uh, so I have decided to go with the most obnoxious music artist I could find, uh, the Cash Me Outside. How about that, girl? <laughs> Babyface. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, the song is called Babyface Savage, so I guess I am a babyface. See? There you go. <laughs> there, it's also got a guy in it who shot Megan the Stallion, which I do not uh, condone. Oh. Oh no! Do not condone whatsoever. The song's great. The song's a good song. Uh, so everyone should go at four o'clock on the main channel. Check out uh, check out Sean and Shaz's media call. Super serious media call. Jeremy Lambert will be presiding. Maybe Jimmy Van will stick around if we're lucky. We'll Jimmy's, find. Out. I'm going to show up, and Jimmy's just gonna be like, "What? Are, what are you doing here? What? What, what are we doing?" Uh, yeah. Just be like, is it, he'll be like, is this a bit? And you'll be like, no, this is very serious. Jimmy, please stick around. Yeah. Somebody said bad baby is entrance music. Yeah. 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 I thought about even doing one of those like whose house, but it's, I'm going to need $5 from each one of you right now at the beginning of it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Bless. Well, guys, uh, somebody said, <laughs> My finisher should be a Stan Hansen Lariat. It's a it's an impaler. So I'm gonna need that that one fella on the show. What's what's his name? Gangrel. Gangrel. Yeah, that yeah. that's him. That's the one. I you ain't doing it, buddy. Not this weekend. Not this weekend. Hmm. Anyway, I'm hopping off here. Good to see you guys. See you guys at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern for the hump, 4 p.m. Eastern on that same stream for the Shaza Media Call. And uh, which Jeremy is running. I'm sure that won't go terribly. I mean, you've got more experience than I do uh, running those, but um, more CM Punk news on Fightful Select today. Bye. There you go. Bye, Sean. Thank you as always. All the CM Punk news. That's what we do. Uh, 15 minutes 
and uh, Zach Hadorn's going to join us. You want to talk more uh, CM Punk talk? It's going to be more CM Punk talk in, in that. You want to you want to talk real quick uh, about the MJF injury? Uh, I mean, can we go long? I feel like we always go. The show always goes long nowadays. Can I, you go past? I don't know. I can't go terribly long just because I have to finish okay. uh, the pre-cleaning before a cleaner. Listen, I, I told this. I said this off air. My parents decided that this would be the perfect weekend for them to show up and and visit. When I asked them, could you do it? You know, the weekend after Kate's here, which is for final resolution. They're like, no, no, we're actually we're going to come this week. And I was like, great. Well, that messes up my everything. <laughs> so, no, unfortunately, I can't go too long. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, a, li- a little, a little long, hopefully. Maybe like 10 minutes. 10 yeah, minutes yeah, I, yeah. We just can't do We can't do a two hour and a half show again because that's no, no, no. No, messing okay. stuff up. And eventually I'll want to eat some lunch. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Overrated, um, I get it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we yeah, there's a, there's a lot of punk stuff, and plus we got to do the dynamite bit. So a lot, a lot of uh, collision, uh, not collision, uh, continental classics. They're using a lot of C's these days in uh, in AEW. Collision, continental. Classics. One C they're not using is CM Punk. Uh. <laughs> maybe maybe it's because they're going to bring him back. Maybe this is all <laughs> ruse. He's the devil. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. The- the- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, the MJF uh, injury. Um, torn labrum in his shoulder is what he tweeted and then deleted. Uh, torn labrum in his left shoulder. He apparently had to get his hip popped back into place during the uh, Jay White match or after the match, I guess, as, as well. Ain't looking great for him. He's going to still wrestle at World's End, which is a month away. I assume he ain't going to be wrestling too much before that don't know what it means for the roh tag team titles at final battle <laughs> oh you didn't the, need an injury to figure out the answer to that i think that's the real story here is what's gonna happen with the roh tag team titles at final battle if mjf is banged up put them on a um, ladder and vacate them again <laughs> and then they're gonna be like we're gonna put them on a Put, put them on uh we're gonna hang, hang them up above the arena we're gonna do a six tag team ladder match including better than you baby and then better than you baby are gonna be like nah not worth it and they're just gonna hobble out of the arena and let the kingdom win yeah yeah i mean <sighs> i understand that they to have another like stripping vacating they do a, they've been having to do a lot of that in AEW for either storyline or non-storyline reason. So like, I understand not doing it, but this is one time where it's like, no, no, you should probably just vacate the ROH tag team championships. Just we're done. Like people are injured. We can't keep doing this. I'm trying to think of how a way to do it where you don't vacate, but it always, it's going to come off weird anyway. You know, we, you, you mentioned the ladder match thing because that's the bit, right? Always do a ladder match for, for these titles. I was trying to think if you can do a thing of like Adam Cole knows MJF is banged up. And then, so he says like, Max, just do, do a ladder match. We'll get the kingdom in there. We can trust these guys and everything. And then they'll win titles. You know, like you can just kind of not have to do much in that match type of thing. Like just help them, help them win type of thing. Right. And then you get MJF on the show. He doesn't have to take any bumps, doesn't have to do anything physical outside of help the kingdom win. And then if Adam Cole is the devil and the kingdom was part of his his plan, his help here, then the kingdom have the ROH tag team titles 
and MJF, he basically screwed MJF out of losing the titles in this way without really having MJF like getting beaten up. Type of thing. I don't know. Does this work? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I just kind of my who is there a team in Ring of Honor? And admittedly, I try to keep up, but I can't sometimes because ROH is just all over the place. Is there a team that is like kind of on the ascent, maybe a little dick heel? Um, anything like that that could challenge get the goad of MJF and Adam Cole and Adam Cole's like you know what we can beat them hobbled or not and then Cole doesn't tag in because he's out of action injured but then again and, the, and it's just like they kick MJF in the and then you got to pin MJF but like you kick him in the hip he's been pinned before anyway in tag matches so it doesn't matter and then you pin him and you steal the championships essentially easy as no, that like it's but again like if that's why i'm saying is there a team that's such like chicken shit heels that they can get away with it and just transfer heat so that people aren't upset about how it goes down that just makes no. sense because none of these roh teams no offense to them are feel big enough to pin mjf who pinned mjf in a tag team match it's been dax who is one half of one of the best tag teams ever and jay white who was about to challenge for the title you ain't no no offense to JD Drake and Anthony Henry, who I like. They ain't pinning MJF. And also, like, I don't want MJF working because even if it's like, hey, because oh, he works hurt, he gets beat with one move. Like that doesn't put a lot of confidence in in MJF going into a big match against Samoa Joe type of thing. And then I don't want MJF trying to work an actual match when he's hurt because you're taking a big risk there as well. That's why I said ladder match of like MJF gets talked into by adam cole's like ladder match like you can defend it like basically you got to trust me to trust the kingdom type of thing and then the kingdom win and then if adam cole is the devil it's like yeah i got the title like we still kept the titles in the family which is all i all i really wanted type of thing i don't know i feel like it's not the worst idea ever unless you're just gonna do a, a vacant type of thing like then sure vacant vacate the titles Oh, I don't hate the infantry, by the way. The the idea that the captain, Sean Dean, continues to pin MJF. Just, for, just again, continuity. He never pinned him. Or he keeps beating MJF. Maybe he gets yeah, involved. he never in, pinned him. You're right. He never pinned him. But maybe this is just the idea that Sean Dean costs the match for, for MJF. I don't know. It's just no. we got to do something. We, we It's time to move on. The, putting the title on them was one thing working through the injury and having to make up different ideas to, to keep the title on them. It's just, it's getting sad. Now both tag team champions are, are injured. One of them is the AW world champion. And it's just, you can't, you can't keep this up. And MJF is like ready to go until the wheels fall off. He's said so much in a tweet that, you know, haven't slept very uncomfortable, but I got work to do. It's like, well, yeah, but maybe don't, you know, don't off yourself over this whole, over wrestling like it's not worth it uh so it's weird they got to do something that's really what it is what it comes down to is that they have to do something to get those roh tag titles off of them going into final battle do something tell them like i'm hurt i can't do this anymore adam we're done like drop the damn tag titles and and people who get who get fake outraged over it are people who don't watch Ring of Honor anyway. And if they are, then yeah, they're already watching Ring of Honor and they're already like, okay, maybe we'll actually see the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships defended in Ring of Honor again. Because God knows none of the other titles that aren't the Women's Championship get defended or the Pure. So, not even the Pure. 
point is, this is a title that can finally be defended in Ring of Honor again. You don't have a world title, for Christ's sake. No, they don't have a world title. They technically don't even have a TV champion. I guess that's going to get decided at Final Battle. Great. Um, If they do Athena and Billy Starks, Billy Starks just tapped out to Ronda Rousey. (laughs) ROH is kind of... It's a mess, know, Jeremy mess. Lambert. Yeah, it's a it's mess. Kind of a mess. Yeah. I feel, you know what? This, this is the the few times that I feel bad for Kate because her and Reg have yeah. to talk about this product and try to find something in it to be excited about. And like, they're struggling. It was good at start because people were excited, brand new toy. And now it's just not, it's not as, as, as predicted. It's not as anticipated. And I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm grouchy about it. I'm just seeing that the way that it's being portrayed and the way that ROH has been working, it's just, it's not. And I want it to work. I liked, I, I liked that it should have been a developmental or at least a way to get talent on TV who are signed to your company and sitting at home. Like, talk about Kip Sabian. Kip was on the show this past Monday and he he should be a centerpiece act in ring of honor right now. If they're not going to put him on dynamite collision or rampage, and he's not going to be in a trios, you know, with, with someone all the time, then put him on ring of honor, go on a run, give him the TV title, whatever it is. Like they should be focusing on some talent who win those titles, defend them, make it a viable, you know, developmental brand with some talent that actually knows how to get people to the next level. I've, I've said this, from the start, a lot of people have said this from the start. It should be treated as sort of a developmental type of thing. Like that's, and it should be that. And you should have just feature more independent talent that just aren't like squashed. Like that's, that's what it should be. Like you, you should have people like uh, Alec Price and Titus Alexander, like highlighted on this. And they can still work their indie dates and everything. Cause you're only doing ROH once a week. Um, but you should, you should try to feature these guys. And then when they're ready to possibly come up to AEW, you bring them up to AEW. Like there should be a split. They should, should always been doing a split. Instead, they tried to make it mean something by putting the titles on Jericho and then Claudio and then Kingston and all this stuff. But they kept doing AEW stuff. They tried it with the other titles, but they kept doing it. It was just, it was all over. It's been all over the place and it's unfortunate they still have some good matches on the show every now and again, but we are a week. Final battles next week. No, right? it's the fifteenth. Okay, it's okay. Three sorry. weeks. Oh, sorry. deadlines next week. Sorry, deadline sorry. is next week. It's the yeah, okay. it's the same night as uh, final resolution. Okay. Um. So final battles in two weeks. We don't know a single match on this show. We think it's Athena and Billy Starks. That's been sort of what they've been building to, but there's no. Again, we just saw Billy Starks lose to Ronda Rousey. I understand that was a little one-off thing and whatnot, but and look, do the, the, the wins and losses matter? No, not really. Um, but you know, it seems like oh well, Ronda's holding up the ROH title, the women's title at the end of this match and stuff. It seems like oh well, Ronda and Athena might be the match for that show, which I understand that people are going to be mad about. But right now they need something to sell that show. And Ronda and Athena might be the thing that can actually sell that show because they got nothing else. I don't know if Eddie's wrestling on that show. There's no world title. I don't know. I don't know who's wrestling on this show. The the tag team champions are banged up. I have no idea 
who is actually wrestling on this the, show. The six-man tag team champions, two out of three of them are in Japan right now. They'll be back. They'll be back. They'll time. be back on time. God bless. But but who are they going to face? Because they haven't been on television this entire time. So who are they right. going to face? Yeah, it's 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 weird, man. I, it, that's that's the one thing with Ring of Honor. And then they have to do a, uh, you know, they, they have to get people invested in the show and get people into the venue as well. They're running... I, that's the other thing. I'm wondering if they're going to run a, a BOGO deal because they're doing Collision the next night as well in the same yeah. arena in Texas. Uh, so if you build a big Collision card, now you can do a BOGO and hope that people come out to Ring of Honor. But you shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to, but that might be the best way to go for it because I don't know what ROH on its own is selling because there's a reason why there's a reason why it's attached to collision tapings. One, it's ease of ease of schedule, but the reason why a lot of people leave after the collision tapings and don't stick around for the ROH tapings, it's like, I don't know if ROH on its own, how well it's going to sell. And you've got people like Mark Briscoe feels like, yeah, here's a guy you should be using on this show, this ROH show. He's part of the Continental Classic. Is he going to be part of this show? Like, do we know if Mark Briscoe has any type of match? We don't know anything. We have no idea what, what this ROH card is going to look like. And we're two weeks away from it. Well, let me tell you what I know. I know that our guest has arrived and we're going to get right to him because we're on a schedule, Jeremy Lambert, and we need to get yeah. to it. He was in, well, he is in Chicago. That is his home turf. And he was there in the, in the arena at the Allstate Arena at Survivor Series and has plenty to say about that and a whole whack of other stuff. From SE Scoops, from Brass Ring Media, the one and only Zach Haydorn joins us now. Hello, how are you? Hey guys, what's going on? All good over here. It's been a, it's been a wild week, wild week mm-hmm. for all of us, and uh, it's a uh, it's a it's always good to talk wrestling with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us. Love the Zoom room. Hey, <laughs> look, I am at the day job <laughs> office here. It's a it's a glass case of emotion some days and other days it's a nice little podcast in studio so yeah <laughs> was milk a good choice or a bad choice <laughs> yes bad choice bad choice but you know if i'm in here too long it can get a little uh little claustrophobic but hey you gotta do what you gotta do to join in the weeds I appreciate yeah. you joining us, Zach. You know last time you were on the show i had cake all over my face so it's the same shirt yeah, actually. uh it's so good to see you, Jeremy. Like I didn't get a <laughs> yeah. chance to fully appreciate your good looks before. So, oh, well, he's very kind, very kind. All right, let's let's just get into it. Um, Saturday night, CM Punk, he was back. Was there any inkling in the arena, in the media room area, as the show was going on, that he he might he might show up? Man, you know there really wasn't. Um, the 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 vibe in the building. So when I got there, I, I tried to like, and I try to do this with all wrestling shows that I'm at covering is to walk around and try to take in different parts of the building. And I've been in the all state arena for, I don't know, 50 plus wrestling shows probably. And this was the fullest I've ever seen it for a wrestling show. It was just, it felt like it was bursting at the seams. And I think the, the general kind of consensus before the show was there's a few people in the crowd that want to see cm punk they chanted for him and then that chant got drowned out by by booze and that was like the story going in so my thought was like man if he if he does come back boy it's going to be really interesting to see like 
you know, does the does this audience turn? Because for one thing, it's surprising in and of itself. A Chicago crowd booing any mention of CM Punk is just not something that the the universe is used to. Um, but given the circumstances, I thought it was really interesting. As far as the the media goes, no, like I think everybody once the Randy Orton angle played out and he is not going to be here. Like I think everybody's antenna went up a little bit, but um, you know the media got ushered out of the seats to get ready for the scrum before punk came out. Um, so there clearly was not a connection, you know, between, you know, backstage and the media folks as to what was going to happen. So especially once that happened, um, you know, those folks who left to cover the the scrum, you know, were like, all right, Hey, shows, shows over. And when I saw that, I, I stuck around in the arena um, to kind of just, you know, make sure, but, when I saw that, I was like, all right, man, all right, this is not going to happen. End the show. And then as soon as I thought it, boom, music hits, place goes nuts. Um, so, you know, I think they did a good job hiding it. Like, we also in the arena didn't have commentary, you know, so we weren't able to, like, fully, like, hear the messaging that Michael Cole was delivering on Orton or, like, the, the narrative of, like, is he going to be there or is he not? So, like, all of that was tempered a bit, too, which I think, you know, helped the surprise from a, from an in arena perspective, whereas you guys watching at home may have had a little bit of a different perspective because you had that, that commentary messaging. It's very funny. Uh, you mentioned, you know, the media, they, they kind of bring you guys out. They're like, Hey, you want to go onto the floor and like, go watch the, the main event, but they don't tell you they're actually going to put you on the floor. at like the very back where you can't see anything. That was my experience. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and they do that during the main event. And then they, I, so yes, they they probably didn't know about the punk, uh, you know, arrival. But also, they want to get you into those seats back in the media room as fast as humanly possible because they're unlike an AEW presser that can go for hours and hours. They they want to get in and out with these press conferences in WWE land, which I appreciate. But uh, yeah, the punk <laughs> stuff at that moment, like you're there, you're with the other members of the media. What was kind of their reaction? You know, we saw the rest of the crowd. What was the media that were there with you? What were what were their reactions like? Surprise, very surprised, um, and and excited. Frankly, you know, it 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 makes for, you know, my react my my thought on it was like watching everybody, you know, and not everybody had left at that point. Like some people stuck around, you know, like me, just to kind of take in the the rest, the end of the show, and what happens off the air. Um, but I think the consensus was, man, this is going to be a lot of fun <laughs> like one way or the other like it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch play out like on multiple levels like you know every some groups of people you know i i heard talking about the palace intrigue of it all like he's back and what's the relationship with triple h like and oh my god he's a hypocrite and he's a sellout and then you know other groups was man this match with seth rollins is going to be really interesting like how is that going to go down like um, is he, you know, who else is he, could he work with? Maybe it's Roman Reigns, but, you know, so like there was just two different types of, of conversations happening, but everybody was talking about it. And I think, you know, from the media perspective, that's, that's interesting because you're going to get a lot of, a lot of different perspectives and lots of different reporting, um, you know, and analysis on it, which I think makes for, you know, interesting, interesting content, interesting work. And I think it, also lines up precisely with what Triple H mentioned in the the scrum where it's like, hey, CM Punk, love him or hate him, like 
he gets people talking maybe more so probably than anybody, you know, in, in, in wrestling right now. And, you know, not always for the right reasons, <laughs> but talking nonetheless. When it comes to, to punk and his return, what are your expectations, you know, for him? I'm, I'm sure you saw the promo on Monday that a lot of people weren't, weren't too thrilled about for you personally, what are you expecting from punk in this run? So I'm expecting like, based on that promo, I'm expecting like a different punk to come out at, at some point. I don't, I don't think that the – I wrote about this uh, for a column uh, on Brass Ring Media that you guys can check out on our Substack page um, th- that I don't think it was an accident. I don't think that, you know, the verbiage I've changed multiple times in the promo was an accident. Usually that type of stuff isn't an accident in, in WWE. So I my expectation is that he kind of leans into, um, like – the hypocrisy of him coming back and him being like almost like an anti CM Punk where it's, you're going to get maybe more, you know, buddy, buddy, WWE and CM Punk love. Um, and eventually that leads to, you know, a heel, a heel CM Punk. Cause I think that's where the business is. I mean, I really do. I think Punk and, you know, Punk and Seth's going to be a big match. Punk and Roman can be a big match. Punk and um, Cody Rhodes can be a big match. Um, like I just, you know, Punk and LA Knight could be something, something big. I mean, like, I, I just think there's more opportunity for him as a, as a heel. Um, and frankly, you know, I don't know how much left, how much he has left in the tank of being like the controversial, the controversial, you know, pipe bomb throwing superstar. It's like, he's 45 years old now, you know, he's a millionaire. Like it's, it's really hard, I think, to buy that. It was hard to buy it before, but it's especially hard once you come back to this company where like that whole pipe bomb thing and like, you know, the anti-authority and anti-establishment, you know, was rooted in, you know, a disdain for WWE. And when you kind of come back and you do this, I think you almost have to pivot because it's too, it's just, it's too contradictory. So that my expectation is though, that this goes well, I think punk is, you know, um, he's, obviously prickly (laughs) and he's obviously easily uh, a guy who's easily set off. And I think he's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a narcissist, of course, all of those things, but I don't think punk is stupid. Um, I think he knows that like, Hey, if I want to make a million dollars in pro wrestling, like this is the only place that I have left to go. If I want to do something after I'm done wrestling, I've got an in to endeavor media, one of the biggest, you know, entertainment, um, business companies in, in, in the world. Like he's got access to that now. And so like, I tend to think that this goes better than, than most just because, um, you know, even if punk is extremely self-serving and that's all he is, it benefits him to make sure this goes as swimmingly as it, as it can. So between you're a Chicagoan, uh, yes. who do you think is having the better time right now? Uh, CM Punk or Corey Perry? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, it's not Corey Perry. I'm pretty, pretty certain, man. What a, 
<laughs> I it's so funny that you bring that up because I was ju- as before I clicked to the, like join the show I was just reading like a thing about that and like I didn't I, to be fair I didn't get the full like into the full article so I was just like scrolling away on on social media did something happen with him and Bedard's mother is that so is that, that was, what this is so that's not everyone's saying that's not true that was just a big like social media joke that got way too far okay because I was like jeez man like. God, that's like, you know, that's crossing the line. It's crossing the line. But no, Punk is easily having the better day uh, or the better week and probably, you know, the better <laughs> next six months, I would say, too. Probably the better. I mean, I don't know what Corey Perry's going to do for the rest of his life, but I don't think Corey Perry's playing hockey again after this. No. It's not like he's a spry hard, young man. Hard disagree. It's time for him to come home to the Ducks. Stick around, get your jersey raised to the rafters. You can bum around the OC where no one's going to even bat an eyelash <laughs> if you do something you're not supposed to, as long as you don't do it with someone in the company. I mean, ouch! What a what a story that that is. But like, you know, I think Punk, yeah, he's he's riding high right now. Now, who knows? If, like, someone may you know shake his hand wrong backstage, and that may set him off. But for now, he's got to be doing well. <laughs> I hope uh, someone does shake his hand wrong backstage. Like, yeah, Dominic didn't didn't come up and greet me. Just very yes. very prickly man. He didn't he didn't kiss me like all the other people did. Apparently, that yes. was a weird part of the promo. <laughs> <laughs> That's all kumbaya for right now. Um, when when it comes to the, the media, the press conference at Survivor Series, I know Triple H did it did a very long version of his intro and stuff. It was like, I know what everybody wants to talk about: our truth return. And stuff, and then they we got into the CM Punk questions and everything. Did you have anything lined up on on Punk's return or anything else for Triple H or anyone else that that was there? So, so when I opted to stick around in the arena, um, I opted out of the press conference um, uh, just because. So interesting tidbit: the Allstate Arena, the the media had to be ushered actually out of the Allstate arena and into like another building. Um, that's like nearby, which is why they left earlier than normal. Um, because they had to actually go outside and then like into a side, into a side like building where like the ticket offices and like the media offices, it's not on site. So it's like across the street. Um, so when I, in the moment just decided ah, I'm going to, you know, stick around and like, you know, we had other people with SE scoops there. So I kind of was able to make that, make that call. Um, yeah. There was no, I was kind of like, they didn't have a way to get into the, to the media, to the media scrum. Um, that said, I, you know, I think, I don't know about you guys, but I think like, I think triple H did a pretty good job in that, in that press conference, like not, like heaping too much praise on punk coming back because he doesn't know how things are going to go, but also just kind of saying, look, man, like fans wanted it, you know, we made it happen. We'll figure it out. At, you know, We'll figure out what's next next. And it's like, that's so true. Like, that's like, you know, a pretty like straightforward answer. Like, I think he could have totally like gone into like WWE speak and, Oh, we love CM Punk and we've got all these plans and like, you know, it's going to be wonderful. Like, you know, he's home and like, you know, you could have just gone the whole corporate WWE thing. Um, but he seemed to take an approach that was more 
that was more real of like, yeah, yeah, this is good, I think, but I'm not not totally sure yet. So that that seemed that seemed uh more of a, a real moment. I think some of those WWE press conferences, like you don't you don't get a ton of that and you get it less and less now in AW too. But that seemed to be like a real kind of moment of, you know, reflection on, oh man, I just did this. I hope I hope this works. <laughs> I hope this works out okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny to me when you mentioned how they brought people to a different area of the arena completely, like a different building. When I did the Bell Center for Elimination Chamber, they had to take us through the backstage area. And they're like, we hate doing this. We don't like bringing you to where we you know, make the sausage. And we're watching yeah. talent packing up and getting ready and all that stuff. And it's just so weird as we're being ushered through like a bunch of kids on a on a school class tour going into <laughs> you know the media room and they're like this way this way this way not this way no this way okay and he, yeah it, it's a very surreal moment but um you're yeah. right they th- this is those media rooms are very like it's a kayfabe vortex is how i've always put it but also you need to kind of prep your question knowing that so you can almost get the realest answer you can yes 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 a- absolutely i mean it, there's yeah, I mean, like, or at least how, you know, look, everybody is going to cover this differently. You know, at least how we cover it. It's like, we, you know, we, we try to phrase a question in a way that gets an actual, an actual answer. Like, I don't want to see, you know, character, you know, this is probably a bad example because it's a blurred line, but Cody Rhodes, it's like, I don't need Cody Rhodes wrestling character answer. Like, I want a Cody Rhodes person answer. And it really does matter. Like, um, you know, kind of how you frame it and like really, and also like the timing of it too, you know, like if, if Cody's going into this like diatribe about, Oh, it was so great beating judgment day at war games. And we finally got our vengeance. And then you come in and you ask a question, like a, like a, a, a non kayfabe question. It's like, Oh, that's the right question. But it's, it just, it's a weird, it's a weird flow. It's a weird dynamic. Who who was representing SE Scoops for for you guys? So I was there. Ella J uh, was there okay. um, as well um, in the back right. in the the backstage room. Yeah, I thought it was Ella J. I wanted to get confirmation from you because I I have to inform you of this. I don't know if you need to take disciplinary. I can't say that word. Disciplinary action. Disciplinary action against Ella for this. But I I want you to know that Ella J did did take some of the slim gyms and i don't know if that's against <laughs> media protocol you know i don't know if that's co-opting right there but ella j did take some of the slim gyms i hope I, i'm you know, letting you know I'm, I'm sorry to out her on that i was just about like i'm looking at an article that i'm supposed to edit and it's titled slim gyms are awesome everybody buy more <laughs> and i i don't now I, that this all makes sense now this all makes sense <laughs> <laughs> why does every article that she writes now say snap into a slim gym <laughs> yeah there's, there's 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 this slim gym graphic and everything what's happening here i i don't i don't want se scoops to you know fall victim of being co-opted by wwe because ella took some of the slim gyms you know it's yeah, no, we, we gotta have standards here in professional wrestling everybody yeah, first I, pickles now slim gyms I don't have a huge bag of ruffles sitting right next to me. I promise. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> what are you doing here? This is this is my last question for you because I know you got to get moving. Uh, there was a lot of talk about you know Chicago sports fans, Chicago wrestling fans being like a different breed entirely. I need you to speak to that for a minute because 
you're there and you see it. What's so different about a Chicago wrestling fan? You know, I, I that is a hard question to answer because my opinion on it is like I think that there's there's a there's a group of fans and look first of all we we come out pretty much regularly like I mean like there's a reason why Dynamite runs here every four weeks it seems like because people go to the shows and so I think um, you know they're they're a dedicated fan base you know in either in either direction and I also think that that collectively you know they know what they want like I think they know what they want and because they know what they want they're a pretty good barometer of in either direction a pretty good barometer like canary in the coal mine of what's working and what's not working you know in 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 wrestling in in general both you know in this case aw and wwe like when wwe in in 2017 it was like you i'd be at monday night raws and just be like holy moly like this is a grind and like you know chicago would They'd have the beach balls out. They'd have the CM Punk chants rolling. They'd just be restless and not invested and not and kind of there, but like, but that's about it. Um, and then on the flip side, you know, like um, when AEW started up, I mean, those Chicago crowds, I think, really set the tone for like the AEW like party atmosphere that was connected with Dynamite in the early in the early days of the promotion before before the pandemic. I think they set the the tone on that. Um, but they're they they I think they call it as it is. Like WWE is a hot product now. And when you sat in that building at All State Arena on Saturday night, I mean you you felt that there was an energy there. They that audience was cheering, you know, cheering everything. The same audience that was booing everything five years ago was like in and invested and and like you know with these talents that were over. And then on the flip side, you have an A. I was at you know the AEW show before you know before the All Out event, and I'm sitting there looking around like, holy, it's like a ghost town in here. Number one, and also like a funeral. Number two, because nobody like it's quiet, it's calm. So I think they just have their a good pulse on on what's working in the in the wrestling business, and that's not to say you know other fan bases don't, but I think you know Chicago is a pretty good barometer as to you know what what's working and, and what isn't. And that makes sometimes for a really fun environment like Saturday night was. And then it could also make for, you know, just like boring environments when, when things aren't, aren't going the way they, they should. Zach, we appreciate you joining us this morning, giving us all the, the inside information from Chicago at Survivor Series. Uh, you know, if you need to find Ella for her actions, please, please <laughs> make the announcement, put that out there. <laughs> I'm going to put it in her file right now. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yes. Uh, take, take action. Unacceptable. Yes. Sorry. Uh, Zach, let everybody know where they can find you at. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, thanks so much for having me on. And uh, for our listeners, if you want to uh, hear more from us and from me, you can follow me at Zach underscore Haydorn uh, right there on the page. Uh, we'd also love for you to, to check out Brass Ring Media on YouTube and on Substack. We've got um, free subscriptions there to get you in and get you hooked. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's a, there's also a membership tier that gets you access to everything, all things Brass Ring Media, but we'd love to have you as a subscriber, test us out, 
um, see if you like what we do and how we cover wrestling. And, uh, you know, we'll do all we can to, to earn your business from there. Zach, thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning. Appreciate it, guys, as always. And uh, let's do it again soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks again. See ya. The one Zach and the Hadorn. only Zach Haydorn. As I try to get... As I try to get his coworker, I guess, uh, yeah, uh, coworkers in trouble. Eh, you know, it's insubordination what she did. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we got a few minutes that. left. We do. Yeah. We do. What are we going to talk about? All right, let, let's talk about people in the chat are talking about this. Um, what are we talking about? Well, my white my white t shirt, obviously. My, yeah. My yeah. tribute to CM Punk and Brian Danielson, who you know, kind of made some headlines. Sean Ross Sapp. I want to make sure I get the the story correct here because you can talk about media literacy and everything. Uh, so the the I can't say the word now. I set myself up to fail on saying disciplinary. I got it right, right? That was right. You got yeah. it right. Yeah. I set myself up to fail with by saying it there. Now I had to do it uh, with the disciplinary committee at AEW. Um, Brian Danielson was was part of it, and he was part of it along with uh, AEW general counsel Chris Peck and um, uh, outside counsel, outside attorney, I should say, a, as well. Um, you know, Danielson tweeted on November twenty seventh that my dad always told me the right thing is often the hardest thing to do. It won't always make the most money. It won't always be the most popular, but it's still the right thing. Uh, we're told that's what Danielson said when speaking to talent at the meeting months before. So Danielson was part of the committee. It was not the final kind of determined decision maker here or anything like that. But Danielson, I think everyone knows how much Tony Khan trusts Brian Danielson opinion or, or like, wants his input on things that goes from wrestling to non-wrestling to creative and stuff. Um, but Danielson was part of it that said, Hey, punk should probably not be in the company anymore. Uh, so Danielson was said to have spoken to the roster when addressing them about punk's termination and noted that the decision was a particularly hard one. He cited the positives of CM punk brought and his longstanding friendship with punk, but said it was a decision that had to be made. Of course, people are going crazy of like, why is Brian Danielson part of this? How, how could Brian Danielson fire CM punk, blah, 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 blah. And like, I don't know, man. I think you should have a wrestler input on this. Am I crazy for, for that? Like, I feel like you would want input from a lot of people. And I think somebody who you consider a locker room leader who does have by all intents and purposes, like a good friendship with CM Punk, who's been friends with Punk, who has always spoken highly of Punk. I don't think, you know, John Moxley is considered a locker room leader by a lot of people, including Tony Khan. John Moxley has his own history with Punk where he's said stuff and, Mo and Punk has said stuff about Moxley where it's like, I don't know if uh, John Moxley is the guy you want to ask. Chris Jericho, same thing. Considered a locker room leader by Tony Khan. Probably not the guy you want to be asking about this. In the end, it's Tony Khan's decision. Like, that's who made it. Yeah, he listened to people. He was going to listen to people regardless. I'm sure he listened to people more than just Danielson and this committee and everything. But these are the three people that he kind of, the he put more stock in their opinion than others because he trusts these people or they 
they are a third party to it. They don't have biases either way. But it was Tony Khan's decision. It was nobody else's. It was not Brian Danielson's decision. Brian Danielson did not fire CM Punk. Brian Danielson gave his thoughts on it. He thought that, hey, maybe we should do it this. Tony Khan had the decision to be like, no, you know what? I hear what you're saying. I understand. I'm still going to trust him and I'm going to believe in him. Tony Khan could have made that decision. He didn't. He went the other he went the other way and he's like, you know what? Okay, I trust you guys' opinion on this. If this is what you think, I agree. This is what we're gonna have to do. But Tony Khan made the decision, not not Brian Danielson. So let's get a few things out of the way. One, for anyone who's ever said wrestler unions should exist, this is the closest thing that you'll ever get to a union style situation. You have a representative who was also part of the locker room in the room with people who are affiliated and unaffiliated on a legal platform. One who's part of the legal team in AEW, one who's part of an outside investigative voice in this disciplinary committee. And then Brian Danielson, who is a a tenured member of that locker room, well-respected, someone who's been around for a while and um, by all accounts, drama free. Let's face it. You know, he just wants to talk about flaccid penises. That's the worst that he can do. Um, someone in the chat was talking about, aren't the EVPs on the community? No, they're not. Someone, on, someone online was saying, oh, why is Danielson on here? He shouldn't be. It's conflict of interest. No, a conflict of interest is if Tony Khan, the EVPs, uh, Hangman Page, anyone that literally had an altercation with CM Punk over the last year, any of those people, that's a conflict of interest. The reason why Brian Danielson made the most sense is because he is the least connected to CM Punk in AEW. Does he have a personal relationship? Yes. Does that make him disqualifiable for this? No, because I don't think there have ever been stories of Brian's bias towards Punk getting involved in the day-to-day operations of AEW. So this made perfect sense. Tony Khan, this... This committee was made so that they can not decide the fate of CM Punk. It was made so that they can make a recommendation as to what should be done with CM Punk's contractual obligations to AEW. That was presented to Tony Khan, who made the decision to the, the final decision to to fire CM Punk. And that is and that's okay. Again, this is the closest thing to a union you'll ever get. My local grocers just went to the bargaining table and I spoke to one of them last night just by like total coincidence. And she was like, oh yeah, I took, I had to take two weeks off because we were at the bargaining table and like the people who represent the company that is trying to pay or wants to representing the company that we are trying to get more money from. They think that like a, a, a bag of peas is 69 cents when no, it's $2 and 69 cents and they just don't know. That's why someone like Brian makes perfect sense to be there because he is in the room around talent and around the the operations day to day. Whereas the person representing AEW from a legal perspective has a different stance entirely, and the person from an outside perspective has another different stance. They see it from different points of view. And Brian's point of view was what was going on in the locker room as a contracted wrestler at the time of these incidents. So it made you- entirely perfect sense for him. You mentioned unions, and I don't know if people don't understand how a union works or anything, but when people are like, well, this is why they need a a wrestler's union to have someone to speak on the behalf of the right. That's literally what this is. 
as Joel just kind of mentioned, like that is what there is no wrestlers union, but if there was a wrestlers union, they would have a representative who would be there to speak on the wrestlers behalf. That is how unions work in sports. When they're, when they're negotiating a new collective bargaining agreement, they have players unions, right? Okay. Well, who is there to represent the players? A player is there to represent the players to try to bargain and do whatever they're going to do. Now, when they take disciplinary action against players that they have a head of a disciplinary committee in that mind. And, you know, whoever they're the head of that is that they put down the wall and stuff. And there's not always a player there for that portion of that. They're just going to take the action because that's what this person is designed to do. AW doesn't have that. They don't have one person of head of disciplinary. Maybe they should, I don't know. But like they don't have that person. So the way they went about it was, hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to have one person from this uh, walk of this area, an outside person. We're going to have an AEW legal person and we're going to have a wrestler. And that's how we're going to decide this. You can, If you want to be like maybe Brian Danielson shouldn't have been the guy, come up with name me somebody else who should be the guy then. Sting? You want to say Sting? I'm I can get behind Sting, but like there ain't too many guys that like don't have a great relationship with Punk that you could you could put in there. D- Dan says, uh, put a retired guy, not an active wrestler. Arn Anderson? I don't know if Arn Anderson was there. I don't know who was there. Like, who are you gonna pick? You you gotta give me somebody. Let me let me just I'm gonna add this right now. This was sent to me a couple of weeks ago. AEW is currently hiring a VP position of people in culture, which is essentially human resources. For some reason, people in culture is like the new buzz term being used for HR. But that's, that is something that AEW needs to do. And that is, again, this is the growing pains of being a startup operation. I don't think anyone ever expected to have to do something like this in a wrestling you know, company that has a major television deal and has a lot of eyes on them. It's, un- it's not unprecedented, but it's certainly not something you immediately think of having to handle hr is something but also you had someone who was working with the jags who was by extension working with AEW. now they have to bring people in-house and now they have to find the budget to hire that person and they're going to there's a position right up now on alleliteWrestling.com for vp of people and culture and all i can hope for is that they hire someone who is either external or not at all connected to anybody else in the company because unfortunately for better or worse, there have been a lot of internal nepotism style hirings in AEW. I don't need to name names, but you look around, you'll find enough. And wrestling is a very inclusive, um, a very inclusive and exclusive s- bubble. My hope is that someone from the outside comes in who can who can make this thing work. Uh, Why Solable sent a super chat saying, wanted to show you guys love. Thank you for providing the space for us. Appreciate y'all. Do we appreciate y'all coming and hanging out with us and letting us have this space with y'all because this is where we can have these conversations and be respectful of each other and, you know, just be that person. Someone saying I should apply. Someone sent that to me saying you should apply. And I said, absolutely not, because I don't have a, a background in people and culture and B, I, well, a different style. And also, I don't want to relocate to the United States of America. Joel, do we have, do we have time quickly to talk about QT Marshall? Because I do think this is kind of a, a big deal. Yeah, let's talk QT and then let's tee up Dynamite and then we can get out of here. Okay. 
All right. So QT Marshall is is resigning from AEW. Says at the end of 2023, he, he's fulfilled his obligations. He's going to be moving on. Um, you know, he mentioned like AEW is going to be going a different direction. People are like, well, what does this mean? Um, and people, of course, thought like, yeah, we get it. More sports entertainment. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, have you seen QT Marshall? This guy loves the sports entertainment stuff. That's why he's on TV so much. Like the, the QTV stuff, the dirt cheat stuff, like it wasn't always for me, but like he was trying with a lot of this stuff. And then QT and they just clarify of like, no, they're going to a more new Japan, just like great wrestling match type of thing. And I don't think QT's a bad wrestler, mind you. I, I think he gets a lot of hate for, because internet, uh, I don't think he's a bad wrestler, but I understand why it's like, yeah, probably not going to be fitting in on this, where AEW is going of great wrestling because Tony, doesn't seem to see him in that way, right? Like, no matter what, even if he is a good wrestler, Tony clearly doesn't seem to see him in that way. He was also, um, he was always, he was brought in as an assistant for Cody. Yeah. And then eventually he moved his way up the ladder. He, they, they saw the value in QT as a backstage role. And also going back to as a wrestler, I'm just going to add, watch his stuff in, in Tuplea, watch the Mexico stuff. There's some really fun matches there. So just putting yeah. that. Out there. Uh, but but he's you know leaving, and he mentioned in the thing that like he wore a lot of different hats. If you've ever listened to a QT Marshall interview, I've listened to it a lot. He talks about a lot of that. Like he would help format and do the run sheet for Dynamite. He would help with production. He would help in a lot of ways. Do I think that QT Marshall is some devastating blow to AEW that they'll never recover from? Absolutely not. Do I think that QT Marshall filled a lot of roles that now somebody else has to do and somebody else, maybe they ought to take on more or they got to learn something that they're not used to and they got to do it pretty quickly. Yes. And I think that might, that's going to be another thing where like little things might start to get through that add up when it comes to AW because they're stretched kind of thin now as it is with this stuff. And a lot of people are pointing out this mistake and that mistake and this mistake and that mistake. And now you got a guy who at least knew the system, knew what was going on, and now he's gone. And it seemed like he was kind of taken a, a little bit off of that stuff in the past, however, many months anyway. But I think QT Marshall is just one of those. I mentioned Cody on on Monday, how that loss was bigger than sort of what we just kind of kind of saw on television because Cody did so much backstage and i think that's been showing when it comes to just their media and how much they get out there and things like that i think qt marshall is a very similar thing of like all right on screen big loss no qt was barely on the shows now but behind the scenes stuff we're not always privy to i think that's where it's going to start to show a little bit more yeah i don't have too much to add qt is a valuable person to have in your locker room whether that's working backstage, working in front of a camera, he trains people actively. He called you so many talent, sent out messages on on social media. Crazy yeah, that was insane. They, a lot of them said, I got my start because of QT. If it wasn't Christopher Daniels, it seems like it was QT. And it's, it feels like it started with CD and it's moved since to QT. Those are the CD, QT. Anyway, those are the people that are being called out for making the phone calls that bring people into AEW. Now... If I'm if I'm a major wrestling promotion, I'd be chomping at the bit to at least talk to QT, see what his ideas are. If he wants to be in front of a camera, there are companies that will hire him to produce and be in front of a camera. Impact Wrestling seemed to be TNA looking at you. That need to fill some voids. Jimmy Jacobs just left. They got delirious, but like, you know, how much... 
how, how many more producers do you need? You've got Cody Diener as well, but what does it fit the mold of what you want? Would, would he work in a place like TNA? Yeah, maybe. Cause he can be in front of the camera and work backstage in producer roles. Does a, does Mexico want him? Does he want to go to Mexico? Who knows? Point is, for QT, really the sky's the limit because the talent is there, the ability is there, and just everything he has done backstage has been a growth rather than a regression. So I, I look forward to seeing what he does next. I I know a lot of people are just going to assume he's going to go to WWE because he's friends with Cody, yeah. and that's very possible as well. Like I, I think he can do stuff in NXT on screen and behind the behind the scenes because like the QT stuff was straight out of some NXT stuff. I ain't saying I was a big fan of QT doing on television with QTV. I think it had it place, um, but it, it had the shelf life that it was gonna have, right? Like P and D is whatever. I was pumped was right that it didn't need to involve Will Hobbs, because uh, the Will Hobbs thing was kind of all over the place. But it was doing great stand there at the Don Callis every week. Um, but yeah, I think I think T's going to be Kitty's going to be going to be fine. Well, in uh, in, in I, I, I'm on screen and down scenes, like I think he'd be good. Yeah, you were in it to shit the bed for the last two minutes. Oh, <laughs> that's what the, that that's the internet trying to say. It's time, baby. <laughs> Uh, are you back? I think you're back. Am I? I think you're back. Yeah. Okay. All right. We were on a good run too. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It happens. Uh, let's 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 do dynamite real quick. Well, hopefully, a Robo TK AI. <laughs> we have a tremendous episode of AEW Dynamite tonight, live 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS. The AEW Continental Classic continues with the Gold League. We have John Moxley, who's coming off a victory over Mark Briscoe in his opening round contest. He'll be taking on Jay Lethal, who has zero points after losing to Swerve Strickland in his opening round contest. Two men who need a victory in the AEW Continental Classic Gold League. Mark Briscoe takes on Roosh. Roosh coming off a loss to Jay White in his opening round contest last week on AEW Dynamite. And finally, we have a big match in the AEW Continental Classic Gold League. Two men who won last week. Swerve Strickland, he defeated Jay Lethal. Jay White, he defeated Roosh. They will be going at each other. Who could get the advantage in the AEW Continental Classic Gold League? Swerve Strickland, Jay White, John Moxley all look to remain undefeated, while Mark Briscoe, Roosh, and Jay Lethal look for their first victories live tonight. AEW Dynamite, 8 p.m. Eastern, TBS. The AEW Continental Classic rolls on. Plus, Christian Cage will respond to Adam Copeland, who challenged him to the AEW TNT title match in Montreal. What will Christian Cage have to say in response to an angry Adam Copeland? Will he defend his AEW TT championship in Montreal against Adam Copeland? Tune in live tonight, AEW Dynamite, TBS, 8 p.m. Eastern. Not only all that, but Brian Danielson will be on commentary. For how long? Not sure. He might be up for the whole show. He might only do the Continental Classic matches. We shall see. But Brian Danielson will be live in the arena tonight on commentary. If you do attend this event, you'll not be able to hear Brian Danielson. But if you're watching at home, live, 8 p.m. Eastern, TBS, you will hear Brian Danielson on commentary for a portion, maybe the entire show. Tune in tonight live, AEW Dynamite TBS, 8 p.m. Eastern, live from the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thank you to all the great AEW fans for tuning in to AEW Dynamite on TBS at 8 p.m. Eastern. Justified, this is awesome chance.
If you're there live tonight, Rob Wilkins will be there. He wants you to come and say hi to him. So go and enjoy it. If you're at the Target Center in Minneapolis, we'll be back on Friday to talk about everything AEW Dynamite and beyond. Four o'clock over on the main Fightful.com channel on the YouTube.com slash Fightful. There is a very super serious media call. Sean Ross Sapp and Shaza McKenzie ahead of their match at Black Label Pro. Uh, Jeremy will be there to preside. I will be going to pick up my son and hopefully not hit him with the fridge door on the way out. Instead, there's other content that drops on this channel every single day. Do you have anything else to plug, Mr. Lambert Khan? Hey, watch our interview with uh, Kip Sabian. That's, yes. that's live on Fightful Overbooked. Now, go go check that out. Um, it was really fun. Really fun interview with Kip on Monday. Yeah, we already got one article and he already gave us the endorsement from it. Said, this is absolutely true. These guys are great. So there you go. Go follow. Go follow oh, him. Yeah, and go find that was very nice of him. That was very sweet. Uh, so there you go. I am Metro Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We will see you on Friday, if not sooner, to go see that media call. 4 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash Fightful. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you then. Cheers. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.